This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. It is X Day. You know what that means. And if that X Day happens to land on the first of the month, don't forget to pay your motherfucking rent. Don't forget also to acknowledge the head of the table, the Tribal Chief Bookerverse. Acknowledge him, for he is still the champ. And now with me here on the Basement Booker's Podcast, Rich Riz, someone else who really likes... You know, just shooting the shit. This week and every week on the Basin Booker's podcast. Oh, we have a rabbit hole to go down this week, but let's hold off on that. Let's uh, talk about the other news and rumors and such for this week. First, uh, Buddy Matthews told the live crowd. I'm doing great. Thanks, Rich. How are you today? You're welcome. You see, (laughs) I I, I feel like when when I do the, hey, how are you, kind of small talk to start. It I mean, you of, should at least pretend to care that I'm on here. Like, I do. <laughs> man. I abs- listen, I couldn't do this without you. Yeah, if, if only people do the real rich there is. Man, to be honest, guy. It, to, I, I'm not even kidding. If not for you, for dozens of reasons, if not for you, I would not be doing this podcast. Like, okay. if if you said, you know what, uh, I think I'm too busy for like to do a podcast, I'd be like, all right, R.I.P. Basin Booker's. It was, it was a good run. <laughs> well, Cause I, cause I'd probably have, I'd have to do the same thing. Yeah, because because I'd have no motivation to pick up all the slack that you that you do. I'd have no energy, no time for it. So it's really not that much. So <laughs> don't even worry about it. Even still. Uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm I am glad you are well. Thank you. Me too. That you are well, because I asked first. <laughs> you did. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, so Buddy Matthews told the live card in an event last weekend, quote, unfortunately, I, like some other members, need to go away for a while. I need to recalibrate. I need to figure out some things. As my brother Malachi once said, this isn't goodbye. This is I'll see you later. This is obviously in reference to rumors of him asking for his release from AEW. I don't know if he is saying this to sort of save face in light of Tony Khan kind of saying, I'm not granting releases, or if this is true, but, you know, wrestling Twitter and wrestling IWC well, in general, yeah. There's rumors that it's a visa issue, that it's got nothing, that, that he, they're fine, it's just that oh. he's, like, having issues with travel, his travel. You That's know, what he... the scuttlebutt is going around. He speaks on camera so often I actually forgot he's Australian. Yep. You got to think about that. Like, you know, not everybody that wrestles here is a citizen. Moving on, but related, of course. According to FightfulSight.com, Swerve was the talent that uh, referred WWE to his lawyer after being contacted by them. He alleges having, quote, no interest in going back there, but reportedly was reportedly contacted about reforming Hit Row. The report goes on to say that the rumor of Bobby Fish being contacted by WWE and asking uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to go with him has been denied by AEW sources, and WWE sources say there haven't been any talks with Bobby Fish. WWE approaching Keith Lee has also been denied, and Miro allegedly has not spoken to AEW officials about getting out of his contract. I would, If I were him, I just wouldn't say anything. 
I just play it cool and like just leverage for all the money and like push I can get. Definitely. Um, while I can get it, um, in regards to swerve and the whole hit row thing, I'm at a place with hit row where you ever sitting and you're watching something and everybody's like, yo, this is the cool thing. And this, mm-hmm. is, you know, and then you're just like, shit, you're, I or think you, I might be broken. Like you're waiting to see what they see. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, now don't get me wrong. I'm not some kind of hater, as uh, they would say. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Like the level that it's being promoted to be and talked about is not where I'm at. You know what I mean? I it's agree. like I, I'm at a spot where I'm like, you know, I don't not like them. Mm-hmm. I think they're fine. But it's like, oh, this is what everybody was upset about that they got let go. Oh, this isn't doing much for me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I think I'm on the same page with you right now. It's like there, there's a lot of hype and they're feuding with Los Lotharios. To me, I think the the, the point of failure at the moment we're at where that's sort of keeping us from really seeing the status that everyone else sees is what are they doing at the moment? And it's just, it's kind of, it's not even a lot of nothing. It's, they're doing a bit of nothing. They have this feud. It's a minor feud. Obviously not all tag teams, factions can be at the top at the same time. You know, and they're on SmackDown, so they're certainly eclipsed by the bloodline, which is the faction of factions at the moment. Not like not even to blow smoke up our tribal chiefs uh proverbial ass, right? Ass. They, they, just, they just are. You know, the the bloodline is simply on top of the game, period. Right. Not all yeah, not all tag teams can get there. They're, you know, they're brand new, to, or rather, they're they're new again to SmackDown, and they're sort of just like, okay, here, do this, stay on TV at the moment, until we find something more interesting for you to do. Hmm. That's what that's what I think it is. So I'm I'm on the same page. I like them, and like I'm, I see this as temporary. Down the road, I think they'll make more of an impact. Yeah, it's one of those. Let's see what's, we'll, you know, figure it out. Yeah. That right. sounds fair. I think we're both are doing fair. Mm-hmm. So on the same topic as that fight full select uh, report, Malachi Black posted a video on his Instagram on Monday shooting down the rumors about him leaving AEW for WWE, saying he's simply been given time off by Tony Khan to address his, quote, personal matters and that he'd be back within a few weeks or months. I think that might have been how it started, but not how it's going. Like, I feel like at first it's like, yeah, I want to go home. And it's like, yeah, no, it's like, you know, I'm kind of tired. So unless it was like, listen, maybe you're just a little stressed out, maybe a little time off. Maybe you think about it and then uh, we'll work again. You know, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Could be one of those things. Um, It could be she's like, yeah, I've been going nonstop since X. And, you know, I could sure use a break right about now. Mm-hmm. But either 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 one is uh, 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 plausible, right? Absolutely. I say do whatever you want to do. Honestly, where I'm at on, oh, you should come home and this and that. It's like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> wrestle yeah. where you're going to be happy because there, there's no shortage of talent available on, like, WWE television. 
Like, if yeah. anything, you'd be concerned that he'd get lost in the new shuffle, and it's like, oh, they're not even doing anything with this guy. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you don't want to get to AEW status where it's shiny new thing number three this week. Yeah, well, it's actually, you know, we got our shit back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Either way, I guess we'll see. Like, with him, I think, I think they should just stay over there. I think they should really let... Listen, I'm a black guy. You're a black guy. We believe in the House of Black. We want the House of Black to succeed and thrive. I think Tony needs to get his head up out of his ass and, you know, let let Malachi do the vision he wants to do. And then just go from there. Trust your talent and you'll see. Because then it's like if they fail after you trusted them, it's like, okay, you did everything you could. You're absolved here. No one could be like, you could use that as an example forever. No one could be like, oh, he didn't even get a chance. It's like, no, he did. Yeah. I did. Like, I did all this, and it didn't work, or like did it you, worked. Did you get it out of your system yet? Are we done? Yeah, it's like, did we do this? Is it right? So mm-hmm. you, okay. So now you're gonna. It's either one or two things. All right, cool. You're my next TNT champion. This worked out great. All right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? When it doesn't work out, you know, Orange Cassidy could use somebody to, <laughs> you know, humiliate. So mm-hmm. you know, let. Why don't you drop to the guy who wrestles with his hands in his pockets? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. So you know, hopefully this is a positive thing. And I think it could be if, like I said, get your head out of your ass and, like, team up with the guy. And it's like you did what you could. Yeah. And, and, a lot and already of, that, you're doing better than Vince did for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of these conflicting reports where, like, oh, it, it's, you know, it, he's been given time off. But, you know, there's rumors he was talking. To, it's like, well, maybe it's the chicken and the egg, right? Like, maybe both are true. We just don't know which was true first, you know? It, it, it's wrestling sketchy uh, you you keep looking for the truth in this business it's gonna you know it's unless you it's it's difficult that's all that's all and, that rant was about <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of people's obsession with like the dirt sheets and everything it's it's about sort of defining that line between you know truth and fiction and it, it's it's there's an obsession with it and what they what AEW has been very good at sort of is making the truth like making making false things making kayfabe stuff seem true and vice versa so i think that's where they're getting a lot of interest from those people that absolutely need to know what is the truth you know it's the obsession with finding out the truth with with being able to say i drew that line I knew I was right the whole time, blah, 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 whatever. It was me, Austin! There you go. It's my conspiracy board was right. <laughs> These threads connect. My mother it. said I'd never be anything, but I'm a conspiracy theorist. Look at that. I'm a wrestling conspiracy theorist. I made it, ma. You know, I I dread the day that you actually get a giant cork board. <laughs> FBI, open the door. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Moving on from that PWInsider.com is reporting that Dr. Chris Amon has retired from WWE earlier this month after giving his notice some time back. Some people are already fantasy booking an independent match, CM Punk versus Dr. Chris Amon. Are you the... referring to my Twitter account, you son of a bitch? You said something like that, too? Wow. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, yes. I think it's... Uh, yes, I am. I, 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 I'm looking forward to... Amen in a cage match. 
And uh, since Rich Riz thinks this is a work, which I don't think it's a work, and I think Punk's gone forever. Thank God. Um, Have a Z-Pack on a pole match? No, Z-Pack in your mouth match. Ayo. Loser has to eat a Z-Pack. <laughs> nice. And, um, you know, if something bad happens, I'm sure somebody will be by ringside or whatever. Probably. You know, what do you wear for that when you have to pump someone's stomach? Like, you wear black gloves of blood. Like, you have to wear a different color for that? Uh, I, th- I think black is good. Yeah, black is good. All right. F4WOnline.com reports that Tony D'Angelo was not injured during his match on NXT, but he actually went into the match banged up, tried to gut it out, and made it worse. Whatever it is. They didn't say what it was, if it was his knee or something else. It looked like he landed hard on his right knee, taking the drop toe hold into the turnbuckle there. I wonder if there's going to be a storyline betrayal they're working on here, because it looks like things are not going too good in the Mama Luke's 2.0 over there. Yeah, there was there was that, too, with Stax getting himself ejected. He's like, come on over here, over there, over here. You yeah, know? It's, it's like, listen, your boss told you to stop messing around. Then he told you to stop messing around again. Then he told you to stop messing around again, and you get yourself ejected. Oh, come on over there, man. Yeah, that's, I'm just that's, trying to come on over here. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem, man. It's too not. Mm-hmm. Definitely it's too not. Drew McIntyre was pulled from last weekend's house shows due to coming down with bad food poisoning, according to PWInsider.com. He was allegedly sick even before last week's SmackDown, but was getting IV treatment throughout the evening so he could appear on the show. I bet you he was doing that one chip challenge and got the shits. Yo, maybe. No one's talking about it. <laughs> But they're all do that, doing it. I would do that one chip challenge. I will. I would rather die. And uh, no, thank you. When I was uh, upstate for the wedding last month, two months ago, whenever the hell it was, mm-hmm. um, someone we we met up at Buffalo Wild Wings the night before, and someone there had gotten the um, oh, what's that? The Reaper sauce, Carolina Reaper sauce, which is the hottest they had on the menu. Sounds about right. I had one wing, right? But did you die? I did not die. All right, because I could be talking to a ghost for all I know. A but ghost I said, cursed to forever podcast. Yeah, but but I said, okay, I now know I can have one Carolina Reaper wing. Oh. I can't have more <laughs> than that, but I can have the one and not be miserable. Well, it's that, good, you know, your limitations there, day. buddy. Limitations yeah. are very important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I would try the one chip challenge if necessary. Yeah, I'm not doing I'd that. also kind of just like to. If you do it, you got to record yourself. I have to. It's the law. Put it up. Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. Where was I? As acknowledged on SmackDown last night, uh, this is not a segue. <laughs> um. Antonio Inoki passed away yesterday at the age of 79 after battling a heart ailment. Uh, few have had the kind of impact that he had on the wrestling and MMA industries, and our thoughts are with his family, friends, and fans around the world. I think that's like if Vince died. It is. Like for them, you know? Absolutely. I mean, he founded New Japan. He then founded two promotions after that. Uh, he trained Minoru Suzuki. Or he was at least one of his trainers. So, yeah. dude has absolutely left his mark. And I didn't know until doing my research yesterday in um, for the social media posts that we did for him. 
I didn't know that Gene LaBelle was the referee for his bout against Muhammad Ali. Oh, did you also know that he was like he won the belt, but he wasn't acknowledged as a champion, the WWE championship or WWF championship, whatever they had? I feel Cole, like I Cole mentioned it. He did. I he, feel I like, like I knew. Yeah, which that was cool. I feel like I knew it and forgot That's because fair. it sounded familiar. That's fair. Okay. Cool I mean, we, we know time. my memory. It's like, yeah. it's, like, it's like there's a ghost of a memory of knowing that in my brain somewhere. Oh, that ghost. tracks. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling Observer Newsletter noted that under the new regime, NXT talents have been given a time frame of two years to become, quote, good enough to get <laughs> elevated to NXT TV or get cut. Oh, uh, well, how many years is that? Two years? Two years. Two years to get good. You know what, man? I think that's fair, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest with you. And I always am. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Get good or get gone. Bye. Yeah. Like it's... Is a referral to Tony Khan? Mm-hmm. You know, let's keep the wrestling business going. Yeah. Uh, I th- Maybe two years is a little arbitrary, but I could see them not wanting to really devote time and resources to someone that if you're not. So, uh, all right. So, like, for instance, Bianca Belair had no wrestling experience whatsoever beforehand she yeah but she's like a freak athlete right exactly she's an absolute freak athlete like maybe not once in a generation but like she's up there if she wasn't that as good as she is naturally gifted she would Mm -hmm. i don't think she'd be the champion i agree like she might yeah yeah she might not have had the discipline to put in all the work you know because you know the the she was in track and field in high school and college and mm-hmm. amazingly successful at that. That all takes a lot of work, a lot of training. So she knew the type of work she would have to put in going in to get good. Yeah. So, I mean, my guess is someone like, unfortunately, Gable Stevenson might become. Gable. <laughs> yeah. Might fall victim to that uh, two-year rule. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's not like the to- the clock starts now. The clock starts when you got there. But, like, is he, like, grandfathered in, though? Like, does that – or does there that no, really apply no, to him? There's no grandfathering. It's just oh. – like, if you're not on TV yet and you've been here a year and a half, you got six months. And I don't – I'm not reading it as – yeah, and I'm not reading it as you have you have like two two years from the time you get there to get to TV. It's you have two years to get good enough to be on TV, and then it's like okay, well now we just got to find a spot for you, so just hang tight, kind of thing. Get good. Yeah, that's all. Just get good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, now, as someone who was never forced to get good, I'm telling you, that's fair. In light of this, uh, I noticed we haven't seen. Tiffany Stratton lately. Oh, do you Same. think you think the lights out match was her? Uh, well, you know it's not working out. Could have been. Thing. Could have been. Like I'm not like she wasn't bad. It's just, I th- missed were, a lot of was... NXT. I'm sorry I didn't interrupt because I wanted right. to ask like if there's anything after their match that I missed from her. I think she might be gone because I was thinking because like I'm not skipping ahead, but because mm-hmm. it's pertinent to the conversation 
Remember, um, they debuted that new girl, the surfer girl? Saul Ruka. Yeah, when she's doing her promo and she's doing those, like, gymnast moves and stuff, I'm like, what do you need the other one for then? Right. It seems to be similar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, maybe this will try this instead. Yeah, and with Tiffany Stratton, they they tried two things. So they, first they tried the, oh, okay, daddy's a little girl with an athletic background, right? Yeah. But then they they sort of did away with the daddy's little daddy's little girl, spoiled little girl kind of act when Triple H and Michaels took over. And what did and that become? Th- yeah, it, that's the thing. It didn't become anything. It didn't go anywhere. So maybe they they scrap that. Like maybe maybe she'll come back as something else repackaged, or maybe she's been demoted to we're gonna wait until you're really ready kind of thing with with the end of uh, Unicorn Vomit NXT. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll see. Cause I was thinking, cause I think um, Chu has a match with somebody else that was messing with her. Mm-hmm. Um, because she used the example of what happened with Stratton. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're gonna fight this person. Yeah, I don't remember who because it's I... still it's Lash Legend. Yeah, uh, yeah. So maybe either Stratton shows up there and it's back on, or Lash Legend's on the way out too, or they just use it where they chew to exterminate people. I don't know. But... Maybe listen, Lash would be on my list to get demoted off TV. Also, yeah, she needs the in-ring work. She like she we know she's athletic because she's a former WNBA star. Yeah, uh, I think if she was like a lot better at talking and and that like that show of hers, if they like cared more, it could mm-hmm. probably be something decent for TV. Yeah, I just I think she needs maybe but there's like, too many TV shows that are better. Even the Grace of Waller effect could use could benefit would benefit from just something different. Grace and Waller, I think, is great. I think Grace and Waller is just about main roster ready yeah i think you need guys like him to get beat up yep you know and like show you know give like a, like you got a, like a middling baby face it's like what do we do here and you need somebody to like get people on their side you put them against grayson waller yeah which reminds me i think so you remember this is just a slight diversion um what was it last week or two weeks ago when apollo cruz uh got involved in Grayson Waller's match. So it basically like getting between Waller and the ring when he was about to do his uh rolling stunner thing, rolling cutter. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember Cruz had the the bloody eye and how it was dripping down his cheek? Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't supposed to be dripping down his cheek because when they showed it this week, they kind of only like flashed onto that and they really didn't they kind of showed him more from the side. So it's hard to see the the drip. I think it's just the eye supposed to be like blood red and that's it. And they just like either put a little too much or he looked down when he was supposed to or whatever. So they might have overdone it a little bit. Yeah. That's all right. You know, everyone is learning. Everyone's already forever in Rich Dura's world and the yes. real world, I think. I think you don't stop. Yeah, it's true. It's just, you know, the, the main roster stuff is always going to be more polished. And that's what everyone's. Tours. I mean, that's what you hope for. Yeah. Presumably their makeup department in NXT is being groomed to become the makeup department. For I WWE. think it might be better to have too much than too little. What do you, or is it the opposite better if it's too little better than too much? Probably depends on the situation. Because then it's like, you know, it, it, I think they might have overcorrected. It. That's what it appeared to me. 
Yeah, but I think in, the, in this case, too much is better than too little. In this case, like right. they they just changed the angle and and still got the effect. There you go. That's uh, my ruling on that. Guilty. And last bit of news for now: uh, a jury ruled in favor of Randy Orton's tattoo artist in her claim that WWE, Take Two Interactive Software, 2K Games, 2K Sports, and various other game developers infringed upon her copyrights to Randy Orton's tattoo art. According to Rajah's Jeff Whalen, quote, the jury ruled that the defendants failed to prove that the tattoos were considered fair use and that the plaintiff was within her rights to sue for damages. I'm intentionally not mentioning her name, by the way, in case but if it comes up, I will. The jury I don't want to get sued. <laughs> right. The jury also decided that she was entitled to $3,750 for, wow. for WWE and 2K using her designs in the game. A ruling on further damages, including legal fees, is still pending. I was going to say, uh, how much did the lawyer fees come? Right. Like, you might have nope. not made shit off of that. Yeah, so this is basically that just them saying, okay, this is what you would have made off of the all of these companies. Using Had their you copyrights. just shut the fuck up? Yeah. Wow. You know what? Honestly, like, I wouldn't have done shit. I would have just been like, all right, cool. I like money. Or just be like, by the way, that's my tattoo art. Yeah. See me at Check out these free advertisements I have. It's yeah. not like there's a law where they're like, nah, man, like now that we got like your tattoo design, you can't fucking use it to advertise your shit. Yeah. Like I like I, I understand the theory of no uh uh there's no such thing as bad publicity, but this could have been done better. Look. Look, as creators, we're we're all very respectful of the artist. But if they're like, listen, we need this from your show or whatever, I'm like, all right, how much are we getting? It's like this much from this, and every time it's this, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. what? This is great. Yeah, some commenters pointed out that the NBA had similar issues in the past in their in their video games, and what they did was the the video game companies started altering the tattoos. So avoid. it's a little bit different. Right. They didn't do, did they do that? They didn't do this with Randy's. Why didn't they do that? I guess because of realism and accuracy, you know, you can't fuck shit up like that. You want to look true to life. Makes yeah. The, yeah. There's probably, it must be a gray area between WWE's owning of his likeness and her claims to his tattoos. Yeah. Because it's on his body. The most discerning player of a game is going to like, Dude, Randy's tattoos are missing. Why do I have to do create a wrestler custom to yeah, have like, a Randy Orton that looks like Randy Orton? Because yeah, I can well, just do the tattoo myself. Yes, yeah, like why why does he look like 1997 Randy Orton? This isn't the Randy Orton I've been looking for. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, um, they should have like honestly, I think the the person in the wrong here is you know like I know it's their thing. Like I don't understand why maybe there's like this close significance to it, but it's already looking like you already you you already took an L here. Yeah. And I think that the the reason that the NBA games can get away with that is because if you think about it, you don't play these games, but I've seen them. You see the player, but not as closely as you would in a WWE game. You know, they're wearing the jerseys and all that. Nobody's going to really be zooming in to, for example, LeBron's tattoo while he's trying to do a layup or something. As opposed to Randy Orton's wrestling John Cena in a WWE game where it's just two guys in the ring. You're going to notice stuff like that in a basketball game. It's like 12 people on the court. It's yeah. like a bunch of people there. And in, in general, I think it's well established on this podcast. But if this is your first time listening, first of all, welcome and thank you for checking us out. But also, personally, 
I look at this as a frivolous lawsuit. Like, you should have taken the W of the free publicity, used it saying, hey, by the way, I did Randy Orton's tattoo art. You know, hey, come look at me. As seen in. My art as seen on WWE TV every week. There's dirt sheet stuff going on that Randy might be, like, really, really hurt. And I'm not sure if it's just to push, like, his surprise return of Extreme Rules or something. But hopefully he's just fine. Well. That, like, the injury might be worse than they're saying. The I hope not. Thing. Yeah, because that would suck. And people don't seem to remember, or even I forget, Randy's been doing this a really long time. Mm-hmm. Everybody Randy started with is gone except Shelton. You know, fun fact, it's the first year John Cena hasn't had a single wrestling match. Wow. That's crazy. But he's the biggest Make-A-Wish guy ever. True. 650? 650. Yeah, yeah. St. John Cena, as he's called. You know, another accomplishment for our tribal chief is his number of days as champion consecutively is about to to exceed John Cena's Make-A-Wish wishes, if he hasn't mm. already. Yeah. It's close. It's, it's getting there. That is an achievement in and of itself. 100% gold stars all around. Yep, you heard it here first. Facebook is podcast. That's right, goddammit. All right, so are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? Uh, You know, wait a minute. Is this about this white rabbit shit? 100%. All right, let's go. Take all me right. with you. So I you have... You know, you're about as tall as that bunny. I... The one from Alice in Wonderland with the little stopwatch thing? Mm-hmm. I think you guys are about the same height. I can neither confirm nor deny. All right, this is going on. This is going on the court. This is this going on the court board. Hang on a second. (laughs) Put that right in there. All All right. right. It's a picture of you, and then next to you is the Alice in Wonderland buddy, the same person. Wait, you don't know? Not. (laughs) Okay. Okay. One thing I can confirm, and I I know you're gonna take this with all the grains of salt. I am not the bunny. Okay. I'm not the bunny from anything. Okay. Never. Dressed in a bunny costume. Okay. Despite, Same person, despite the question mark? <laughs> despite the rumors that I was a rosebud, which I was not. No, you're more of a hosebud if I had to uh, give you a category. You are correct. <laughs> and I would not have minded, given some of the talent that went through the hosebuds. Come on. Come on. All right. What do you got, buddy? Scar- we had Scarlet. We had Vita Scott. Anyway. Let's go. So. Smackdown's QR code. I'm going to start with Smackdown's. That's today, or is yeah. it last Friday? Because we already did that one, so it's this uh, last today. Night. Yes, okay. today. Oh. Quote, unquote, today. As of the 30th of September. Right. Okay. So the the QR code took took us to, that appeared during uh, Karen Cross's uh, vignette, by the way, led to a link which showed clips from Disney's Three Little Pigs and a Morse code message. Now, first, the clip from Three Little Pigs, it alternated, like, when when we were seeing the pigs, it alternated between that and, like, butcher house pigs, like, where, where they were, like... Slaughtered? Like, like a slaughterhouse? Yeah. Okay. All right? So that was interesting. There was also a Morse code message. The Morse code message translates to Azazel Reborn. I think it's pronounced Azaziel, but Maybe. do continue. Okay, so however you say the name, that is a half-demon, half-angel biblical figure 
that has a direct relationship with Yom Kippur, which starts this Tuesday evening. But oh. I think a lot, a lot of the, a lot of people on non-lunar calendars would just say it starts Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But the the Hebrew calendar is lunar. Anyway, you know, I just want to mention something real quick. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, the name is it's it's spelled A Z A Z E L. Yes. In the Bible, the name Azaziel appears in association with the scapegoat rite. The name represents a desolate place where a scapegoat bearing the sins of the Jews during Yom Kippur was sent. So, like, this is definitely Bray Wyatt. Because this this is all his shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, this goes with the whole who killed the world you did thing. Because it looks like like he's trying to blame us for using him as a scapegoat or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's something there. So as I, I didn't know this. That's, you can learn some interesting stuff from just looking for things. Yeah. So so this this red you, you know how wrestling Reddit is. Whoa, dude. Insane, Hold right? on. What do you got? What do you got? Okay. During the end of the Second Temple period, mm-hmm. his association as a fallen angel responsible. For introducing humans to forbidden knowledge emerged due to Hellenization. I don't know what that means. Maybe it has something to do with hell. Think about that right there. Forbidden knowledge. Mm. Well, and he's always it, wanting to give us the truth. I think Hellenization has to do with um, the Hellenic period. Hellenistic. Uh, yeah, okay. So Hellenization, according to religion.fandom.com, uh, is a term used to describe the spread of Greek culture. It is mainly used to describe the spread of Hellenistic civilization during the Hellenistic period following the campaigns of Alexander the Great. The term is used in a number of other ancient historical contexts starting with Hellenization of the earliest inhabitants of Greece. So I think he stopped there. I think he stopped reading the Wikipedia, and he just stuck with the knowledge thing. So maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's all, I, this is all valid shit. It is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that hint and and stop digging into that particular branch of the rabbit hole. Um, but so let's see, going through the source code. Now, okay, remember I said wrestling Reddit. Yes. Yeah. They love them some rabbit holes. You don't understand stuff found out on Reddit. Like yeah. they they catch criminals on Reddit. So what's in the code? So the source code, the image. Right. The image of the white rabbit at the bottom of that right corner of that video uh, has the file name TS underscore S 10 E six. Now, that's a, co- a common format for writing um, like a TV series episode and like a series number and episode number. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we assume TS equals The Simpsons. OK. Season 10, episode 6, has a music montage featuring the song White Rabbit. Oh, okay. So there's something going on there. Uh-huh. Okay. There's more. There's also an, another Wikipedia page. I'm, I mean, uh, Reddit page I'm going to get to in a moment. I'm still reading on this one here. So Redditor, uh, a Redditor, I, I, I don't have his name here, um, says, uh, the movie Fallen features a main character called Azazel, however you want to say it, however mm-hmm. it's supposed to be said, I don't know, who sings the song Time is on My Side by the Rolling Stones, a song that Bray Wyatt used to sing when he was in NXT. The sign that appeared behind Colin Graves said, 
quote, revel in what you are, you showed me that sign. I yep. completely missed it. I, I don't know how. It was too It was too obvious for you to miss, so that's why I missed it. Maybe. No, it's because, like, you, you notice, like, Corey Graves is talking with Michael Cole on camera, and you're doing your road to glory in Supercard. Yes. So that's why I did it, because I fucking knew you missed it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so a tweet by Bray Wyatt three years ago shows fan art with the words revel in what you are. Yeah, there's no way it's not, because even if it, it it would be such a disappointment, like it would be a Vince McMahon level disappointment, like set you up for that. And this is not that not a hundreds year. I really think it's him. Yeah. Like this is too elaborate to be wasted on fucking anyone. And there's more. Oh, shit. So in the file name of, of the white rabbit image is a phone number. OK, I'm not going to list the phone number. You can find it yourself. It's right. It's right on Reddit. You can Google it. Um. The phone when you call the phone number, someone called this number. It's an eight five five number, so I think. Of course, they're gonna call free. it, dude. It's Reddit. They don't have anything right. to do. So th- when you call, there's a creepy message that when you play it backwards, it says Bravo Echo Lima Alpha Indio Romeo. I'll get to that in a moment. I am the way into the city of woe. I am the way into eternal sorrow. Now, Bravo Echo Lima, all of that spells out Bel Air. Now, not Bianca, but the Fresh Prince. Yes. On the show, where was he from? Oh, Philly. Yes. West Philadelphia, border raised on the playground. Right. Most of my days, chilling out. Which <laughs> is where Extreme Rules is going to be. Man, I was really hoping they'd wait till Halloween or something. Unless Extreme Rules is just more clues. It could be. They, you know, they did that when they did the coordinates for the Raw and SmackDown shows. Makes sense. Cool. All right. What is Yeah, this? no, it's him. Okay. <laughs> so the quote, I am the way into the city of woe, is from Dante's Inferno. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Uh, the ending line from the poem, abandon all hope who enter here. And Firefly Funhouse had uh, the door above it, had a sign, abandon all hope ye who enter here. Yeah. Okay. Now, put this tab. Okay. Do this. All right. So the Dante sentence. This is from Redditor Frank Joe Frankie Jopino. The Dante sentence is written just outside the gates of hell. Also, that chapter refers to the people who, in life, never made decisions and never took a stance. They never chose good nor evil, so they aren't placed in heaven, but neither in hell. They're placed just outside the first circle of hell. Side note, Dante really despised them, calling them, quote, people who never lived. Well, not only people because he put there also the angels who didn't side with God or Lucifer. So another editor later on says, no man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. So they are clearly working the weight. Is it Bray or is it Malachi slash Alistair Black? We will never be equal. (laughs) Right. That would be so cool if it was Emma. And of, of course, so, someone points out. Red uh, herring. It's a red herring. Is it? Because uh, it might be. Another editor points out the very next line in Dante's Inferno is I do the things you never could. So then it is. Oh, shit. Which is also from Alistair Black's entrance music. Look, if it's him instead, I will be very sad. However. Wait a minute. If he comes back, he'll be Alistair Black, won't he? Yes, but... But we can still be black guys. 
We could still be black guys. And also, yeah, I mean, Triple H is clearly pretty open to talent, you know, coming up with their own ideas and executing them. Yeah, dude, if, if this is the case, I wonder if this was the like part of the original vision. Like, remember when Alistair Black, this was before, like, he was released and we're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. He was, he was had these cool, like, vignettes going on with, with the, like, weird puppet-looking things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, like, who is he feuding with? And then he just, it just ended. Was it, like, AJ or Finn Balor or something? I don't remember, but we were like, yo, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then he was just gone, you know? Maybe all the stuff he was trying to do then, this is part of it. And it would make sense because, all right, listen, we could. This is the two scenarios I see. If it's Bray Wyatt, it's all right, fine, great. Because I was wondering, what if Vince. Wait, who got let go first? Alistair Black or Bray Wyatt? It's a great question. I'm okay. not prepared for that. That's a good question. <laughs> so somebody could uh, face with Booker's. I'm not yeah. stopping the flow of the show to look shit up because that's not what we do here. What if he's like, listen, we already have a spooky guy? get rid of one of the spooky guys and they just picked a guy and it was Alistair Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it's probably a little bit harder since freaking uh, Bray's like, you know, the universal champion or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember what's going on in this period. What if it's the alternative Rich there is ready? I'm ready. It's both guys. What if they're like a thing? What the house of black is supposed to be? Or whatever Bray Wyatt's going to be. I mean, sorry. I don't think he, he, he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to do the same thing over again. So he's going to do something new. So whatever Bray Wyatt's going to be and Aleister Black. What do you think about that? Even though it's probably not likely. But it's something that no one's really said. Like, I haven't seen it. So I think if that is what it is, I feel like you're putting two faction leaders together as... A tandem, which will definitely lead to an inevitable split. Here's the here's the thing. This is my ridiculous, dumb, stupid clue. And I'm taking it back to Alice in Wonderland. With the okay. whole chasing the white rabbit, after she goes, and this is me with a bad memory, but like the I think after she runs into the Cheshire cat, the first like she like she eventually meets the Mad Hatter and mock hair or something like that. And they're just sipping tea together and shit. Two crazy guys just partying. I know that's not what they're going to be. They're probably going to be really scary people, whatever they're doing. But what if, what if it's it's the rabbit is leading you to these guys? You know what I'm saying? And we're thinking, too, it could be a whole thing. But this whole fucking whack ass stupid judgment day gets in my way because i don't know a lot of spooky factions (laughs) yeah like i don't want to go get too far off topic what is judgment day even doing (laughs) well i guess we should talk about raw oh did we get all the clues yet we have to get all the clues almost done by the way i have an answer to your question please answer it alistair black was released the week before june 11th 2021 so figure around june 4th 2021 Okay, this Bray, is this. He's a champ, right? Huh? Is Bray the champ at this time? I don't remember, but I have Bray Wyatt's release date. Okay, go ahead. July thirty first, twenty twenty one. So 
Bray Wyatt was released about two months after. Makes sense. So it wasn't a heads or tails on both spooky guys. But it's interesting how they were both released. About two months apart. The only thing that's bugging me is like maybe this this has got to be something to this Aleister Black thing. Maybe that's why he's all, oh, the mental, I'm coming back to them guys. It's not like, you know, he has to tell the truth. Exactly. Well, like, why would Tony be on in on it? He doesn't have to be. That's true, too. All Tony has to do is not say anything, which I know is difficult. Yeah, that's, but, yeah. But what's interesting That's the thing, is, is he, this guy's not known for keeping his mouth shut and has a real inferiority complex when it comes to WWE. Like, yeah, anytime so, someone asks him a question, he just, like, flips out almost. It's like, yeah, so, but we did this. Da, da, da. So, so, so here, here's a little tidbit that stuck in my brain that I didn't put in the news, but relates directly to this. Um, at some point, Tony Khan mentioned that Malachi Black had a five-year contract. Malachi Black, in, in the video where he, you know, denounced all the rumors, said that it's not true that he had a five-year contract. It's not true that he has five years left on his contract. Like, just none of it is true. Now, who's the liar? Is Malachi Black lying about that? If I Why would he like lie to his fans? Only to throw them off. That's true. I think maybe some people won't connect. Only to throw them off, and he's probably a heel or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think he would throw them off because people aren't going to dig to to find the source of who said uh, Alistair Black, Malachi Black, had a five-year contract with AEW. If it was – if they see it was Tony Khan that said it, it's like, well – He's contradicting what his boss said about his contract. I think that lends some credence to Malachi Black, Aleister Black, not still being under contract with AEW, kind of just saying he is, just to throw people off to maybe make people think this is Bray Wyatt, but then really it is him. Mm. I think I'd be satisfied regardless of uh, who it is. If it is, it isn't. You know? So one one other thing. This is another clue. Maybe there's something. There's a thing. Okay, I'm telling oh, you what the thing is. Show me the thing. Last week's video, and I noticed this too. I didn't dig, or I I I only scratched the surface and didn't find anything that stood out. But someone found this. Last week's video that was on WWE. You know, if you follow the uh, QR code, the the. The video was titled 1911. Mm -hmm. Okay. In an episode of the Firefly Funhouse, where Bray Wyatt is wearing uh, one of the Mad Hatter's hats, mm -hmm. it has a fraction 19 over 11. 1911. Okay. I think that's a clue that it's Bray Wyatt. November right 19th? Maybe. Because you could always flip it. You could. You could. Yeah, I'm, or it's or it's just lot. like yeah, or it's just a video basically leading to that image. Um, but Revelation, nineteen eleven. Do you have the verse? It's titled "The Heavenly Warrior Defeats the Beast." The verse here doesn't necessarily seem to fit, unless you can think of something that I am not. But it says, "I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse." whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and wages war. Does he think that's who he is? Like, is that who this person believes they are in this? They're the one that's supposed to judge? Maybe. 
uh, this you... is confusing. It's almost bipolar in a way. It is. So that is the new international version, I should specify. Oh. There's a few different versions here. I'm on BibleGateway.com. We're looking for King James version, man. King James. New King James or King James? I want King James classic, dog. You feel me? King James version says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and that he sat upon him... And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Yeah, that's better. I think this is so. He's gonna he's gonna pass judgment, and it's gonna be a fucking war. In the international standard version, the verse is called "The Vision of the Coming of the Messiah." Whoa. And it's pretty much the same. A white horse named Faithful and True, blah blah blah. Uh, let me check one additional version. Surprise they, that that like I don't know. Um, I mean, it's really cool that I can flip through all these different versions with it just a click. Dude, the peasants would have loved this shit back in the day because they weren't even allowed to read the shit. New King James version has the verse titled "Christ on a white horse." Oh, I like Revelation six eight better. Do you know that one? And I looked, and I behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Let me tell you something, dude. I used to love reading the fucking Bible. There's some badass shit in there. Mm -hmm. People don't even know. (laughs) It is quite a book. Yeah. Some people even call it a good book. I mean, it was the highest, uh, like, most popular selling book of all time for a long time. Indeed. So, is that any more clues, or is that, like, because we got a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying, like, because, like, I think we're done, and we have them, and then you're like, but check this out. I just wanted to make sure, because you're catching a lot of, like, we're both together, like, catching the shit. Yeah. I was was watching Bailey. Mm-hmm. I was watching Bailey just staring at her because she's in the back and she's talking. I see a figure and it's like, oh, no, it's just some guy. Come on, man. Get out of the shot. Yeah. Anyway, what are you saying? I, I'm just saying like that was it. But the only other thing, there was a still shot that I, I couldn't quite get a chance to pause. You know, uh, when you see. Uh, the Big Bad Wolf, then and flashes to basically a, a live action version of the Big Bad Wolf, which is creepy looking as hell. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see, like, scary nursery rhymes come to life or some shit. I mean, isn't that kind of what (laughs) Firefly Funhouse was a bit? It wasn't really scary. Except for all all the ways that Ramblin' Rabbit died. Yeah, but, like, not maybe it's to him or, like, you know, a child, but to an adult, not really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all that scary. Like when the fiend comes out and does his thing, that's the that's the whole the concept, the duality. Like the Firefly Funhouse is like where Bray goes and retreats and the fiend is the creature. Yeah. You know, I think Bray Wyatt's sweater boy, the funhouse is really he's inside the fiend. Like they're all inside the fiend. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just one last thing. Mm-hmm. Goddamn White Rabbit's a great song. Yeah, dude. It is. And it's actually a, sec- a second verse. I looked up last week. 
the singer of for Jefferson Airplane that did White Rabbit, and she she wrote it and performed it. Um, actually did it in a previous band, and it wasn't as good. It was longer. There was a lot more instrumental, and it wasn't as impactful as Jefferson Airplane version. I, and I always say no to drugs. Yeah. But this is a good drug song. <laughs> well, she wrote it about a freaking LSD trip she had. I know. It's what it's about. Yes. Like, you know, I think that's kind of what Alice in Wonderland's a little bit about. Probably a lot. Yeah, a lot about. I, I think, think I well, think... a lot of creative enterprises, a lot of drugs. <laughs> probably. <Yeah>. Mead. <laughs> but, you, you know, they have different chemical... You know, the, the brain and your thoughts and everything you do is all just chemicals happening, doing things in your brain. So, obviously, if you take any chemical, it's going to change your brain. It's going to change the way you function. And, you know, some people, it unlocks a certain creativity. Some people just locks them. That too. They're just fucked. It's the dark side of the force. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. All right. We're, we've speculated... And I feel like we, we're close to not really knowing anything, and they're just going to make us look ignorant. And one, <laughs> but, one, thing, is, one thing is for sure, I, I don't think I can pros, mentally process anymore after all that thought surrounding the White Rabbit. And well, honestly, you know, speculating about that, you know, it, it's, it's what sets us apart. And it's like we could get everybody's opinion. You get our opinion on it. You know, I think it's important that we spent more time on this than, like, say, for example, just talking about what everybody already fucking saw and heard about before they got to listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's really cool to have stuff like that. It's nice of them to give, give stuff like that. And the, the fact that they're doing it at times where certain people need to start paying attention is even better. I like that they're doing that. They're rewarding the people that pay attention and i think that's important i think that's something that was missing before because i think we used to talk about that we talk about this on a podcast on like being punished for like you know caring and knowing and paying attention to things Mm -hmm. you know so now it looks like you're if you're paying attention you're going to be rewarded yeah so give me one sec i want to listen to something here i'm pretty sure i'm all i'm the only one's going to hear it but i don't know i can't guarantee that in one second because someone this is the, another White Rabbit thing. I looked it up. I, I Rather, I saw it, and I'm like, eh, that seems random. But I want to hear this for myself. So I kind of hear it. So what someone says, the thing with the Bravo Echo Lima, the Bel Air thing. And yeah. The, I am the city of woe, whatever. They pitched it up by six tones. Okay. To me, that it's like, all right, that sounds random. Six, why six? Okay, six. Yeah. Six is a holy six. number. Or three is, I think. Right, yeah. I think three, it's three. Three is holy, six is evil. The perversion of three. Right. So they say when you pitch it up six tones, you get Bray Wyatt saying that. All right, there it is. I kind of hear it. But it kind of could be anyone just doing kind of this kind of voice. So... Grain of salt here. I mean, this is a grain of salt podcast. I guess it is. <laughs> if you say it often enough, it might as well be the brand. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the highlights and lowlights for the week. Starting on Raw. Kind of just an interesting thing. It's a note 
and I, I'll tell you what I like about it. So after, um, by the way, Candice LeRae's debut, um, I feel like fell flat with the audience because most of them are like, like well, at least um, we had seen Johnny on Raw before. Yeah. Mm. If you didn't, if you don't follow NXT and you didn't follow the Indies, you're like, uh, you, you don't know who she is. So no, she was not going to get the Johnny Gargano pop. Well, the thing is, where was Raw? If you what the answer to that question, you'll know why she why Johnny got the better reaction. Because Johnny came back in Canada. Were they also in Canada on Monday? That's a very good question. I think they might have been. Okay, because I know Friday they had to have been because if Friday they're in Winnipeg. Yeah, right? maybe they were in Edmonton or something. Okay, I could be wrong. But then again, remember Canada's a big place, so maybe not all of Canada is like a smart wrestling town. Okay. It was because I remember that's where the uh, White Rabbit last week led us to the coordinates. Right. Edmonton, Canada. So I don't know. Maybe they're not as big of a wrestling town. But to me, it also kind of fell flat because it's like she came out to wrestle a match. Mm -hmm. Like when Johnny came out, he didn't come out to wrestle a match. Yeah, he came out to talk to us, say, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Um, The thing with Candice is I, I, I like her, but. She doesn't have the same kind of presence. Right. Um, and also, like, I don't I think she could have benefited from uh, as opposed to surprise to vignettes and coming soon. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like show what she's done and what she can do, because then you'll get what you got. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. And I did notice that I was like, oh, but. Yeah, like uh, you the bright. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, she deserves better. But like at the end of the day, she was still really happy because that's her dream. That's good. That's um, great. So and you know, uh, at least we got character progression from Nikki Ash. Yeah, she that's might what be crazy to. again. After the match, she was sitting in the corner of the ring, crying at, with her mask off. The mask was in her hands, and she was like wringing it. Yep. So something it's moving along. Yes. No, no do drop this week. No I don't think. do drop. Wonder if they're working on repackaging or something. Cause she's not there. Cause like last week that like for they're like tag team they're wrestling the tag team champions they're doing this mm-hmm. and that now it's just Nikki Ash getting rolled up by Candice so maybe. Being uh from out of country she might have had a hard time getting into Canada I don't know. Oh yeah visa whatever the hell. Yeah. All right, what else? What's next? What else you got, bud? Next highlight was Sami Zayn versus AJ. Yeah, that was good. The right Very guy won, match. too. Mm-hmm. In the right way. Yup. Um, the Urinagi on the apron by uh, Solo. Yeah, did keep it that Sammy can't do shit by himself. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that that's Sammy's thing. And yeah. It's, it's one of the many things that makes him great. Rich, I think it's time for us to let the people know. Go ahead. This is all you. All right, Basement Bookiverse. Listen, your boy Basement Jerry, you know, some you know, he he's felt really bad. He hasn't brought you guys anything really new lately to the Basement Bookers podcast. But uh today, Basement Bookers, uh the Bookiverse, Basement Jerry Richards have a very special announcement that uh we are introducing um into the world of professional wrestling. The Basement Bookers Television Championships. 
Now, you could think of the basement bookers, television champions as an MVP, if you will, for each of their divisions. Now, the rule, there's only one real rule, maybe two, and that is that the, the, the holder cannot currently hold a championship. Also, it includes all of AEW, all of WWE. Uh, and if like if we see anything that's kind of cool somewhere else, you know, because it's been known to happen, they too can be eligible. But there will only be the world basement bookers world television champion, which we will announce is going to be the basement bookers world tag television tag team champions. Okay, for all you know, don't even worry about it. I think, Rich, you think we should let them know about them too, who we've chosen. Absolutely. We're going to have the Basement Bookers World Television Women's Championship. Also, the Women's Tag Team World Television Championships. And I can see how sometimes wrestlers will get tongue-tied when they're saying this stuff. Let's keep it simple, but it's and it will be it's going to be a monthly thing. You know what I mean? When like we'll, we'll figure out or you know what? It can happen anytime where it was like, yo, for example, you know, Dexter Loomis, he really fucking did great this week. There's nobody better. I think he should be the guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we hope we, we hope you like that. Um, So. Right now, I think it's very important, especially what we just talked about. I will announce the first ever, the inaugural World Basement Booker's World Television Champion is no other than the irrepressible, the 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 the, the man who has done nothing but grow. Your friend, my friend now. The honorary ooh, Sami Zayn. Congratulations, Sami Zayn, the first Basement Booker's World Television Champion. Some might say he was the inspiration for this entire thing. Mm. What do you think about that, Rich Torres? Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's well-deserved, as they say. This dude has been like the MVP of SmackDown for at least the last two months. And now he's bringing his, his flavor to Raw. Yep. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, that's great. Dude is money. He earned this new shirt. He, uh, it's amazing the work that he's doing. And I want to point out to the book of especially if you don't know, if you're a newer listener, Basement Jer. Fucking hates it. Hated Sami Zayn. Hate <laughs> Sami Zayn. He didn't get it when he when Sami had his heel run. Like, why does anyone consider this guy a threat? And then you know what? WWE started saying, you know, why why do we see this guy as a threat? Let's let's just make him a snake. WrestleMania did it for me, actually. It was WrestleMania. Like the way he was just a pro's pro to me was like an inspiration to like anyone. Was you that don't... when he got involved in the Kevin Owens Shane McMahon match? No, the Jackass. What do you Oh, do? that like, was yes. That yes. was that's where like to that turn that like turned me to his side. I'm like, 
he's had this. It was one of the most fun matches. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the matches I remember. Yeah. Like I, I remember all of them, moments. but like, you know, it's like, how is that in a spot with like Cody coming back to WWE for me? You know what I'm saying? Like this all fits mm-hmm. together. And I think that encompasses what it means to be the basement bookers, world television champion, mm-hmm. to be so entertaining and someone that you can invest in and someone that encompasses what the basement bookers are into. So I think uh, I think it covers the 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 the, the demandments. You know, Richter Riz wants a, a great wrestler in the ring. And you get that. Sammy Zayn was good at that. He's good at telling a story in the ring. Mm-hmm. You get the basement chair shit that he likes. Uh, he's a little bit more neat or tame it, and there's, he nails that shit. He mm-hmm. fucking nails it. And, and like him with the tribal chief, and the fact that he has the blessing of the tribal chief, it, it allowed it, since he is anointed, I have no problem with him being the first ever the inaugural basement bookers world television champion. Congratulations yes. to Sami Zayn. Congratulations, Sammy. His work has absolutely been brilliant in this storyline. And um, I want to say, you always say, Basement Jair, that wrestling can be anything. But one thing it always should be, one thing that we want when we turn on our TV to watch wrestling, WWE, AEW, or otherwise, is we want to be entertained. And that is what we get from Sammy all the time. His WrestleMania match, the, you know, the jackass match. Entertaining as hell, you know, not, you know, not the quote unquote classic five stars. We certainly didn't see a clinic. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot else I remember from that mania offhand, off the top of my head. I remember that. Yeah, and things like that. That transcends culture. That's like when, that's like Mr. T and uh, Roddy Piper and WrestleMania, freaking Cindy Lauper, you know. Yeah. Jackass is not up there like that, but there's it's a different thing. But like mm-hmm. you know, get to remember stuff like that. Exactly, and that's the kind of thing. It's that, moments. Yeah. If if you got a buddy that they're like, oh, I don't watch, I don't, I'm not really a fan of wrestling. It's a little. You know, it's it's this or that. It's like, no, watch this. It's fun. Trust me. And you watch that and, you know, you and your buddy just rolling laughing. This giant hand just slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> it was, was great. Amazing. It, was amazing. it was so good. Yeah. So um, as as we progress through the show, who knows? You might even find out. Other champions might be crowned. They might some, be. The cha- the, some championships might be vacant by the end still. Like, they might not have been filled yet. You don't know. You don't know. That's so, right. And I'm going to I'm gonna keep track of who's champ, and I'm going to keep track of when they won the title. So, Excellent. Excellent. Since I got my notes here. Yeah. He's the inaugural champ. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind. Um, that was a really good wrestling match. Um, Solo, like you had mentioned that you think Solo needs to, like, what trim down or something or cut up a little bit so so here's the thing right now so he's big but he moves right so solo's body type is in sort of a a key shape at the moment right so right now he could go full-on like samoa joe or if he like trims down he could go more like um 
uh, Fabian Eich, what's the name? Giovanni Vinci, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you could see he's muscular, but he's also got kind of like the, you know, a little bit of the Samoan belly, right? All right, hear me out. Rikishi in a smaller frame, but all the power. Right. Is what I was thinking. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Like, like, like that's what you would think is the next evolution. Yeah. You know? Because I feel like it's kind of, it's hard, it's difficult to sort of stay the way he is. It's easy to go ahead and put on more weight, right? And sort of go the the Yokozuna route, the the big Rikishi route, right? Real Kish. Right. Now, the Usos have kept themselves slim because, like, they, they do a lot of high flying. So they're probably much more into cardio than Solo is. Mm-hmm. So it's also younger than them, so it could kind of maybe be easy for him to cut down a bit and get more like Jimmy and Jay. Remember Jimmy and Jay used to kind of have that kind of body type. They had also. a little pudge, but now they're like in prime condition. Yeah, they are. And if they're not, they're not showing it. Because they're wearing yeah. shirts mm-hmm. all the time. Exactly. Smart. It's safe that way. They don't yeah. have to take their shirts off. Exactly. So, like, he he could go either way if he wants uh, it's just, you know, I, I'll just say be careful because we don't want to lose you early like we did Yokozuna. Yeah, I personally like the way he is. Yeah. Like currently. Mm-hmm. I like, I really, if you just look at him, like the fa- the look on his face is, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of hard for you to remember stuff. But like, you know, when Sami Zayn gets the cover on AJ and uh, you look uh-huh. at Solo Sokoa's face knowing full well what he did. For the family, what he had to do. Like, that dude looks like a killer. Like, that mm-hmm. street championship, that shit is real. That's yep. like, that's like, they locked Rikishi up. He All he did was work out. He lost all that weight. He came out hard. He's even mm-hmm. got the fucking too cool blonde Rikishi hair right at the top, dog. Like, what are you talking about, son? I forgot Rikishi doing blonde. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the blonde hair at the top of the ponytail. Mm-hmm. Just please, for the love of God, don't put sunglasses on him and make him dance like an idiot. Yeah, please. I, that I would just Tri- destroy him. <laughs> yeah, I think Triple H knows better. Thanks. Yeah, he definitely does. Like, dead but, God Vince ain't here. Yeah, Vince was dude, thinking about it. He's like, he looks great in a diaper, I bet. Like, it, it looks like it's really easy for him to look like a fucking psychotic killer. Yeah, I believe it. Especially with the, like, the the line through the eyebrow. And, yep. like, his eye, it looks like he got cut. That's gang shit. Yeah. So. True. He is a street champion. Right, so I think he my, turned his life around. Yeah. My last and my only other highlight uh, on Raw was the main event. Riddle versus Priest. I thought that was a very good match. Yeah. They, the stakes are there. They, I mean, they used to be friends. They're not friends now. Yep. My favorite. And, yeah. And, and Riddle won with a cradle as a counter. Yeah. Now that's just showing his acumen. Like, yep. he's not like an idiot like mm-hmm. that he pretends to be. Yeah, it's like it's like listen, I'm not here for revenge, I'm not here to send a message. I'm here to win the match and I'm gonna keep my eye on that prize and that's what happened. Yeah. Priest had an agenda. He was he was trying to go for it and got it took his eye off the prize of, you know, winning the match. I kinda believed like he really wanted to hurt him. Yep. So mm-hmm. Cause I know they're friends. Mm-hmm. And then of course was all the uh post match shenanigans. 
That was great. That crowd is savage, dude. When they had the chair, when they had AJ's head in the chair, and they're like, you won't do it. it. I'm like, oh my God. Uh It's like, yeah, they're right, though. (laughs) It's true. And he didn't. I would have loved it. Like, my moment in life would be like to be in front row. And you know what? Catch that one bit of silence where you'd be like, you're not going to do shit. And like, everybody (laughs) hears it. Uh huh. Uh, we've each tried that when we go to shows yeah Mm -hmm. it's never worked but we're not close enough (laughs) one of these days practice makes better that's right sir uh but yeah other than that um all right so like dexter like strangles like biz dresses like uh i I apologize for the use of likes i've been doing better uh and just now it just collapsed uh but for a second there, I did not know if it was, like, just a guy, like a mannequin. I'm like, oh, no, it's him. And then, you know, it's like, so wait, does he just strangle him and leave him laying there? Or did he kidnap him? Like, what happened? Did I miss it? We don't know. That's the last you see of The Miz, correct? Yeah. Where's Tommaso Ciampa? These are just Great. questions that I'm left with at the end of Raw. Are they building towards Omos versus Braun Strowman for WrestleMania? Possibly. Quite possibly. Because so far, all Omos is doing is squashing tag team jabronis, which is great. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. I'm like, this is for the live crowd. Mm-hmm. Because if you're home and you're watching it on TV, it's like, oh, it's Omos. He's pretty big and he's beating up two guys. That's great all the time. But like if we're there and we see this happen, it's a bit of a different thing. This is a feat of strength. This is seeing an actual man do this to real people. Like this is this is a psychological thing that happens to you when you see a man do this to two other human beings. Mm-hmm. So that I was okay with. Um, uh, people they sleep on squash matches, and I think you kind of need them to just show just how strong a person is without destroying the credibility of like your paid regulars. If right. that makes any sense. Yeah, it's got to be done right. Yeah. Um. Not, other not than a that, real tag team like the 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 before they were the new vicious Viking Raiders, which they haven't been on TV in a while. I guess they're probably getting a repackage or something if they wanted to subvert expectations i'm gonna bring up my last point for raw if they really wanted to subvert expectations um with this whole finn balor and aj styles thing they should have aj styles get finn balor to join him and like the good brothers you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then maybe do what we were talking about just have judgment day be rhea ripley damian priest and I guess Dom because whatever that's going to be. I feel like that would be tough to do only because like Finn was recruited to Judgment Day and that that'll kind of just make it seem like oh he'll he'll just go wherever he's recruited to. Well, I don't know. Maybe something something's gonna change because they're like they're, the whole there's this thing going on where they're gonna push Finn Balor or something like he's factoring into a lot of plans. Yeah, it's true. So maybe he will be successful and you know it was like. I hate that beat you up and you join thing. Like I keep saying, it's like, no, you assaulted me. I'm not yeah. doing this. I will kick your ass with my new friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way to do it. And the last thing it's like, Rich Deriz, is this your year? I think it is. Rich Deriz, tell the people, tell the people what you, every year <laughs> you want. <laughs> Anytime there's an I quit match. I quit. I quit. We remember those words. Those words uttered. By mankind, but not at the moment that we heard them. The Rock 
decided to record Mankind promoting their upcoming I Quit match. And during the match, where he had his hands handcuffed behind his back and had taken chair shots to the head unprotected, because that was back in the day when they didn't know about CTE, we hear Mick Foley's voice screaming, I quit over the intercom that Rock had someone. We still, I don't know if we know who. I don't remember. I can't remember that far back. Someone recorded and played it over the intercom so that the referee would think that he quit. And I think that's what they're going to do here. And it's going to be Edge <laughs> screaming, I quit. Because go home already. <laughs> it's time, time, time for the not old men. He's like, never... I'm sorry. Like, I, I really, I, I was happy that he was able to come back. I'm, I'm just not impressed with what we have here. The, you will never let go. <laughs> no. So the the uh, cinematic match that he had with Orton during the pandemic era yeah. was very well done because it was done a certain way. It was done. It was it was pre-recorded. It was edited to make everyone look good. Without I to me, without the benefit of that. This is not the same edge. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I I think there are a lot of a lot of bumps with the injuries and things like that. I mm-hmm. think this was supposed to go a bit differently, but it wasn't allowed to. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it really. Like, I don't want to shit on the guy. The guy's a legend, but there's really nothing else I could do here. He um, hopefully it you know it works out to where it elevates the talent properly. Like, I think all he wants to do is help at this at this stage. Yeah. By the way, I think he also is from around the time of Orton's debut, give or take. Uh, I No, he's way before Orton. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, because... So he's still around, too. Yeah, but, like, he had to come back. You know, he's not... You know? Mm-hmm. That's just not so, Randy Orton consistent. Like, so, while all these guys are fucking off doing side projects, Randy's doing matches. Yeah, so so here here's a question for speculation. If Edge had never been injured so bad that he had to retire, do you think he would still be doing this seven? Like, had he had those seven was it seven years, nine years off? Which nine years? Punk was seven. Had he had those? Had he been wrestling those nine years? Do you think ultimately ignoring the neck, like assuming a major injury doesn't happen? Yeah. Right, do you think? the day-to-day injuries wear him down and he's already retired by now anyway yeah i think so Mm -hmm. because he's not gonna he wouldn't have stopped doing all that crazy shit he was doing right ladder matches you know like he's pigeonholed into that even if christian's not there to do that crazy shit he would have done it gladly Mm -hmm. you know so who knows what would have happened with those so i don't know if going that hard because it's not like he's randy like randy doesn't do crazy shit like that all the time you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's not a gimmicks match guy all the time guy like he's he wrestles a randy orton match like he's yeah and i i think part of that is randy knowing that in particular his shoulder is susceptible to injury to where yeah. he injured it just punching the mat so yeah it's documenting yeah so documented. i think I think when you learn you have a weakness, you learn to work around it. Like Brian Danielson 
you know, changing the way he does the crazy, insane running corner drop kick. Like maybe don't land on your head like that because your head might be in mush the next day. Yep. So I wonder if part of why, at least to me, this is not the same edge of old is because he changed his in-ring style from then. Yeah. But he has mastered the looking around at the crowd bewildered look. I think he's a master of that. Like, he looks very confused sometimes. Like, oh, my God, they're cheering for me. I'm so happy to see you. You know, he's... (laughs) It's just weird. You know the look when he I came do. out at Rumble. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he's living his. It's living the dream part two, and I'm I'm happy for him that he. You know, he it. has an advantage. He could just try different faces with his wife and be like, "What do you think? Is this the one? Do I put this face?" It's like, no, that's it. That's the one. That's over, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Becky and Seth do the same thing. What do you think of this? Do you think this is good over? <laughs> You know what? Maybe that's why they're so great because they're constantly practicing. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's the case because, like, like especially with like married couples, like if if like I can't speak for you or your wife, but if me and my wife were doing that, we'd be like talking shop all the time how to like do better at that shit. It's like, you think this will get a good reaction or whatever? Maybe I should, you know, this with that outfit thing or whatever. What do you think of this move? You know? Yeah, it's it's that passion that you have. And to share that with someone, it's, I mean, it's kind of like the birth of this podcast. We would talk, we would talk about wrestling all the time. And it's like, you know, maybe we should record this and or something. And yeah. Yeah. 400, however freaking many episodes. This is 450? We had 450? Uh, no, this is 448. All right, we're getting there. Yeah. This episode's called Rabbit Season. Nice. I thought it was the only time I'd be able to use that. So Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, unless the uh, freaking bunny comes back. Oh, who knows? We'll see. But, but by, by the way, for the record, the bunny coming back is not what we want. No, and I would just call that wabbit season. Yeah. So just, I wouldn't just, have to reuse it. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Rich. So unless you have anything further for Monday Night Raw, I think we should keep on moving, please. I just Let's, I just want to I just want to yeah. say that regarding the main event, like it's a green highlight up until Edge starts talking. <laughs> no, I agree. I so, agree. And and I I don't say that. It's like shoehorning soul. in a fucking yeah. I don't, promo. I don't. Yeah, I don't say that only to be true to form. It's just his like his promos now are same thing every time. Except this is this is now. I want an I quit match. It's grit. It's grit. Yeah. Rich is. I'm full of grit. I'm true gritty. <laughs> yeah. NXT. I mean, maybe I'm a little harsh on NXT. I don't know. I have only one quote unquote highlight and it's a low light. Interesting. All right. So um, backstage, uh, Zion Quintel's Ilya Dragunov that he's heard a lot about him says in his book, Ilya couldn't carry the ball. Um, Zion says he's never gotten a shot to carry the ball because everyone knows if he carried it he'd never let it go now maybe coming from someone that has won more matches than they've lost <laughs> in recent memory that would mean something right and yeah. then he goes on to lose now I've... there's no shame <laughs> losing to Ilya Dragunov yeah 
But don't talk this fucking big game if you haven't even beat who didn't isn't Zion Quinn no that was someone else I Zion Quinn has not won a feud he hasn't even had a major feud with anyone Zion Quinn is like if you if like you see somebody like using like a really strong character in like a game or something mm-hmm. and they suck yeah and you're like. Man, if if I had access to all of that, like this is wasted on you. Like, what do you? Why are you wasting your potential? Like, this can't be like them telling you to be something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something missing here because you've got fucking everything, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, so what I think Zion Quinn needs is maybe some time off TV, not for him, but for creative, for creative to figure out where they could put him into a feud and and or storyline whatever where he can look like a damn winner yeah that's what i would say because like all he does is challenge people to get beat up yeah like that that's that's not it i don't maybe nxt management maybe michaels triple h maybe they maybe we i don't know if we see something they don't or if they see something we don't like maybe there's something green about him that they're picking up on that we're not. I'm sure uh, like maybe that's the case because, you know, obviously they have a keener eye than we do for this kind of thing. Well, I think and this is playing devil's advocate, they might have a lot of talent. Is you know what too? I mean? And when you have so many talented people together, it gets difficult to place them. So, like, we could be correct in that Zion Quinn has all the tools, but someone else might have all the tools as well, but they're better suited to utilize them. Is my point. Yeah, that does track. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think. So maybe what happened to of- that diva guy? He disappeared. Did he wrestle a match? He did. Remember him? Yeah, but you know what? He was on TV last week. Okay. So this is like, well, I you think, can't be on every week. Exactly. You can't it's, be chase you just yelling at some random guy. Who'd he ever beat? No, who'd you ever beat? <laughs> I think for some reason, like the, the chase you, you hate it. I know is over someone. Someone really likes it. I'm not one of them like this. Pep he got a was, win, dude. He did. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Who'd he beat? I don't remember. It was last week. I don't remember, but he won. That's why they were celebrating. Yeah, like it wasn't. Was it Von Wagner? Dude, if it was, it might have been Von Wagner. I'll it check it out. It was someone big. It was. It was like a big dude, and I did not expect him to win. I don't know. Whatever it was. It's okay, buddy. You can't know everything. I mean, you were probably like blown. Like you probably got to Mandy Rose's amazing pen. And then, like, everything else before that left your brain. You know, that, that was a memorable moment. It might have given you brain damage, you might know. Have. it might Actually, that might have been your brain protecting you from what you witnessed. My brain did suffer, you know, a quick, dramatic blood loss. See? It's, the body's an amazing thing, you know. It it's always really doing its best to protect us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's diverse resources to key areas at key times. Indeed. Indeed. All right. 
you, I know you love the pretty, de- pretty deadly segment. Dude, the pretty deadly segment. Not gonna lie, funny as shit. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool that they actually have like character development. Mm-hmm. Like they share a bed, but it's Burton Ernie style because they sleep back to back. Right. Although they do sleep separate beds, but these guys sleep in one bed. Mm-hmm. But they don't, you know, they're not like that. They're just they're just a really good tag team, mm-hmm. as far as I know. And it's none of your business if they're not. Correct. Um, let them show us as much or as little as they want. So the, the rest is up to them. The big green highlight for me. All right. We got a little bit of Steiner math. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. I think I think that's you know like throwing it out there for the. the I smart think readers. that was a wink. You know, it was a wink. It wasn't anything on the nose. Mm-hmm. But if his if 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 his gimmick is like setting up triple threat matches for himself and he always wins them, I'm not gonna lie. I think that would be good. Cause I I had this real like like a tag team Teddy Long vibe with that. It's like if my math is right, if my math is correct, and it always is. <laughs> it's just a great way to start it. It's a triple threat match. Is it? Yeah. I say you should watch it if you haven't. Like, just for that. Just for mm-hmm. that. Like, it wasn't, like, super on the nose. It was really great. Yeah, and not to assume anything, but, like, I like to assume that anyone that is listening has seen the Steiner Math promo from Impact slash TNA Wrestling. I don't think you're a wrestling fan. If you haven't, look it up. It's very easy to find on a lot of social media video sharing platforms. Yeah, I'll, I could just repost it for everybody. Right ahead. Because sometimes, you know, you get very busy and you got to look for a thing. Sometimes it's better to visit your friendly neighborhood basement book as podcast on the Facebook page. Or maybe you catch something you missed or there something from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, back to you, Rich Perez. <laughs> So, yeah, so that that little moment, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. But, like, I think a lot of WWE fans that, like, might not be smart marks or whatever, they're, then they might not get it. The NXT universe certainly got it. Like the yeah, crowd That's who it was for. Yeah. You got to know your audience. But also, yeah. NXT is filmed in... Florida? Yeah, which is yeah. what was the home of Impact Wrestling for a long time. So That's true. Got a lot of that. Yep. Uh anything else from the SmackDown? Saul Ruka was okay, flipping double leg drop. I feel like she's kind of just showing off a lot of her athleticism, which is cool. I mean No, it, that's good. You need it. No, we um, need to show you new stiff t- t- Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, too. Tiffany, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Gallus, after the main event match, they attacked. I want to say they were surrounded by security, and they were attacking some of the security guards and officials. It was announced on social media that Gallus was suspended indefinitely. Whoa. Yeah, I don't, why would they do that? Like, unless they're going to make Gallus feud with um the Steve Wilkos of NXT and his band of merry men. <laughs> so that's an option that I didn't think of, partly because I do not want that. 
Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but it's my job to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that they're probably going to come to Raw. Yeah. And I say Raw, not SmackDown, because you got the Brawling Brutes on SmackDown, and the Brawling Brutes were in the middle of a feud with uh, Imperium. Mm-hmm. And that's already a lot of Europe happening in one feud there. Too much Europe for you? Not too much Europe for me. It's just, you know, like, I feel like if you add a third European faction on SmackDown, kind of involved and probably doing the same thing. You know, too many. Right. Spread it out. Yeah. Get them on Raw. You get them on Raw, they start causing trouble. Who comes in to fix the trouble they're causing? Who? Legato. Yes. There you go. Yes. Got your first feud. Come on. They, you, you see Gallus backstage. What are they doing here? They were suspended indefinitely from NXT, blah, blah, blah. They, they get into scuffles with security, this, that, the other. And Santos takes exception. So, like, they go to... But but Legato's gone from NXT, though. They are gone from NXT. That's why they'd be debuting on Raw. It's good. Gallus to Raw. Gallus, Gallus causes kind of the same... Havoc that they have been doing on NXT. I well, well, hopefully they don't start referring to Gallus as Monday Night Imperium. No, they won't. Uh, I don't think I anyone know. would. I probably would. <laughs> I think about it. That does sound like something I'd say. It is. <laughs> They're not Monday as good as that. Night Imperium. They're the best. They have the music's even better. I'm like, how the hell did this happen? I know. <laughs> How'd you make that better? I don't know. That's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. But, um, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Are we being invaded? Oh, no. So I'm just watching hmm. TV. <laughs> so I, I'm a big fan of Gallus. Now, I know you are. Gallus has the trio. Yeah. I know you and I have had these conversations. I don't know how much of it has made the air, but Joe Coffey to me is money. Joe Coffey is good. He has the character work. He has enough of a distinctive look that you won't mistake him for anyone else. Right. Right. Wolfgang has his own kind of distinctive look also. Bigger guy. Mark Coffey is Joe Coffey's little brother. Maybe he's his older brother. I honestly don't know. But Mark Coffey is just, in a lot of ways, much more the most generic of the three and just generic in general. Mm. So that's why I think Mark Coffey has to stay in the tag team. The fact that they've kept Joe Coffey, his brother, as not his direct tag team teammate is perfect because Joe Coffey is the money of the group. Joe Coffey is the draw of the group. He's the better talker. I think he's the the better, more distinctive in-ring worker. He is more distinctive in general, which is what you need. Yeah. So, bottom line, Gallus to Raw. And you bring in Legato to sort of be the peacekeepers. Yeah, seeing as they decided not to do what I want, that's fine. Um, so I'm Clearly. still annoyed. <laughs> I'm still annoyed with that fucking Judgment Day shit with Dom and them. It would have been better if they did the, the Legato-Dom story instead. Instead, he falls for the same beat-me-up, join-me. Except we're adding the fucking... Um, Weird relationship with Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. It's Which like, if, is, she, is she poppy? Is she mommy? Does uh, according to her, it's whatever Dom wants. 
Uh, that's very generous of her. Yeah, it is. She's because in funny. this, uh, I feel like she's the dom in this situation. I was gonna, just gonna say that because he is. I know that's why I had to go fast. He is certainly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, ironically, not the dom. No, it just happens to be his name. Dom is quite the sub. All right, dude. If they bring back Buddy Murphy, and then they tie in the Aaliyah Mysterio thing to this, and like. How Rhea and Buddy Murphy are like in a relationship and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting feud with Rey Mysterio. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> they just—they took fuck them kids a little too seriously. Wow! <laughs> oh, goddamn! That's 4D chess, dude. Who's the mastermind behind all of this? Wait a second. Let's go a step further. It's Edge. Wait. No, I'm sorry. If, <laughs> if they mm. start the angle of, hey, Ray, you're not my dad. Eddie's my dad. It's 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 like a half. It's like a half step away. From Dom being Aaliyah's stepbrother. OK, I don't know what the hell you're doing now. <laughs> I think, you know, okay. and I'm not. I'm just going to leave it at that. Please I'm, leave it I'm just leaving it right where it is. If, if, if you decide to pick up what I'm putting down. No, no, I'm not. Okay. Not you, no, not you, but the wrong. listener. <laughs> all right. Uh, so listen. Uh, well, just, all right. So there's new meetings in Monday Night Raw. Do we get NXT done yet? Because we got to listen. I this think I'm about, done with NXT. I'm done with NXT. All right. Let's let's keep Excellent. it pushing, man. We don't like I said, we don't have to talk about fucking everything. You probably heard about it before they got here. What they want exactly. is our interpretation of the cool shit that we like. Speaking of cool shit. The, yeah. The, the whole the, the opening match. Solo and Sammy against uh, Moss and Ricochet. Very good match. I like how Solo used the chair to deflect Ricochet. He ricocheted Ricochet. Yeah, uh, I still prefer Monday night's outing, but this was good for what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. It shows that they can work with different, you know, people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it it also still showed Solo as the the dominant of the two, coming to Sammy's aid after uh, Mad Cat Moss or Riddick Moss is is he Riddick again or is he oh I don't give a shit yeah I don't give a you shit you know he might I think we'll just call him the Moss Man that's probably a better gimmick um I think that's a He Man character but yeah, um Moss Man so the Moss so Moss Man got his hands uh, on Sammy's beard yeah listen man yeah he you get what you deserve for doing that that's all I'm saying yup yeah for sure mm-hmm. a whole bunch of uh Samoan backups you're gonna get all of that. Mm-hmm. You back that thing up, and you're not gonna like what you're gonna find. You know, it could be a concussion. Could be. Who knows? And then we had the backstage segment. That oh, was by, good. By the way, but before before we even go on to that, during the during the match, the lights cut out briefly. I don't know if that was a thing or if that was a technical difficulty. But it, it could happened, be yes. Yeah, they happened to cut out while everyone was on the outside. Oh, okay. Right. So. Like, I feel like if it was intentional, it would not have been while they were in the ring because you want people to see the in-ring action. You know, the outside stuff is, you know, it's always a little more difficult to see in general. Yeah. So they figure like, well, let's, you know, if we're going to cut the lights out for like a second, a second and a half, we'll do it while they're outside. Mm. They want you looking around. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that might have been a thing. 
But anyways, then we know. had the backstage segment where Sammy is with Solo. They go to the Bloodlines dressing room, and Jay is there. Yeah. And Jay's Sammy, the only one that made it. That's because he's the only one that can. And Sammy tries <laughs> to see him. Yep. He's like, oh, I, I, I. What are what you are doing, doing here? Yeah. And this, I mean, what Jay has been doing and what Sammy has been doing and what they've been doing together, it's always, it's always brilliant. And this was no exception in the least. Jay basically saying, I know what you're up to. And if you put the family in jeopardy, I'm going to get you. And Sammy's like, all right, but maybe you should take that up with Roman. Now, that was the way he said that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love this man. That's so fucking slimy and fucking, yeah, bitch, but I'm fucking good with Roman. Yep. He's in charge, not you. Mm-hmm. The nice way to do it. Fucking solo playing big homie for Sammy. He's like, come on, Sammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. It's great. Yeah. And it kind of, it's like, well, wait a second. Does, like, is Jay seeing something that Roman is not? Or that the wise man is not? Nah, I think he's just a hater. Does, <laughs> does Heyman see it and he's just scared to bring it up to Roman? I will, I will not entertain this heresy. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what you're doing. So unless you want to get banished from the Island of Relevancy, I suggest you stop right the fuck now. Listen, I, I'm I'm just interpreting the presentation. Okay, but you're not even using allegedly. You're just allegedly. saying shit. You're just so, throwing accusations like your CNN. All right, so, you can't so, do that. <laughs> so Jay is crazy. Sammy is really all about the bloodline. He's he sees the light that he respects and acknowledges the tribal chief. We, we saw him do it. We, we so. saw it happen, and you know what? I think we can trust him for now. Um, so, yeah. And he's like, you know, if you don't mind, I would like I would like to go into our dressing room, which is a great way to end that segment. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it. Just works on so many levels. Yep. Next up, I have a red highlight here. Oh no! After the Ronda Natty match, believe it or not, yeah. after. Uh, Liv comes out with a bat. That's already stupid, but that's not the the red highlight. Ronda met her on the ramp. Liv charges. Ronda knocks her down, but Liv lands a shot to the gut with the bat. All right. Liv swings for the fences and only connects with the ring post, allowing Ronda to hit Piper's pit. The wife then saw began... that. That was bad. When she hit the post. Yeah. Yeah. But like then they get into a tug of war with the bat, which Liv wins after taking one of Ronda's finishers. But it's not a match. Doesn't matter. Oh. That's not protecting the finisher. That's true. Plus, Piper's pit is now just a signature move and not a finisher. Isn't the armbar the finisher? The armbar, the, but the Piper's pit was a finisher for a long time too. It was, it was uh, a different finisher. She's finished um, a major competitors with Piper's pit. Oh yeah, she didn't she win the WrestleMania? I believe so. Yeah. So like she always has the armbar, she always has the ankle lock, and she's unless she's moved on from from Piper's pit as a finisher and is just making it a signature move. But I feel like that's possible. We'd have to know for sure, but otherwise, it's not a good thing. Unless the the story is that okay, Liv still had enough in her to fight 
after the Piper's Pit. But I feel like you do I that. think maybe the rules go out the window if it's not a match. You know what I mean? Because there's no psychology being done here. They're just brawling outside. You know and what Liv, I mean? Like, they Liv weren't wrestling was, a match. Yeah, and Liv was fresh. Ronda wasn't. Exactly. So maybe. She wrestled Natalia, dude. Like, that's not nothing. Yeah. That's actually perfect. I think that protects it right there. She wrestled a match. And there was all this other activity outside. I'll say, I guess. I'm of not course. complete. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not completely convinced, but uh, I'm convinced enough to hang it up on this conversation right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. <All right. laughs> Good. <laughs> so, then, so then we had you know the predictable pull apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, green highlight. We had it was a backstage segment. Drew, Johnny, and Owens, and we knew it would you know be something. Uh, they ba- they basically just all agreed that he needs to get his ass kicked. Kevin walks off. He runs into maximum male models doing their pose. The pose that they have to be. The, they're trying to break the record. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He critiques the pose. Cool. Whatever. You see, to me, that segment doesn't do much other than just basically show, okay, they're still going. Good on them. And then was the green highlight. He continues walking. He sees Sami Zayn moping and tells him he needs a new shirt. Yep. It's breadcrumbs. We crazy hardcore fans love these little breadcrumbs that we don't know where the the last part of the story is, but we see the breadcrumbs leading to it. Yup. That's what this is. I like it. All right. Next, yeah. Next highlight I got is with uh, the models seconds away from breaking the record. Max so comes in. He clocks Mansois. He says they had a shot at the tag titles, but they're back here posing. They're clowns now. This ain't for him anymore, and frankly, he's not sure it ever was. Yeah. Wait, when did they have shot at the tag titles? Or the, uh, whatever he said. He had something about. He said something about. The title. That's where I was confused. Mm-hmm. I think the... it was. It was like they were like on their way. They were trying to get a shot at the tag titles. Maybe. Oh. I see. Yeah, to me that wasn't the that obviously wasn't the point of the whole segment. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't focus on it. All right, I accept your apology. Thank you. What happened again? Yeah. I I did not have the main event highlighted. Like to me, it felt shorter than the rest of the matches on the show. I even rewatched it today because you had mentioned that. Well, why don't you why don't you talk about what you mentioned earlier? All right, I got to look into my messengers here. Um, is this a CM Punk thing? No, no, no. This is about um, everyone bringing up the intensity for the main event, kind of, except for Johnny. Okay, listen. I don't know about everyone. I was talking about myself, number one. I was just saying, me, that everyone, and I just want to take this time to say that everyone from Kevin Owens on down it's just that one person to me fit less than everybody else did mm-hmm. now if you like there's an image engraved in my brain and it's the image of drew mcintyre with purpose walking to the ring kevin owens behind him 
looking like he's going to fucking kill everyone. And then you have on the left, Smiley Johnny Wrestling. He looks like he won a contest <laughs> to be in a to, – to manage his favorite pro wrestlers. And that's not me saying – Johnny Gargano's awesome. Johnny Wrestling means Johnny Wrestling. But this image burned into my brain that I've been looking for to show you does not fill me with that. And I, I found it, and I'm sending you the image. Okay. I want to put it there. on. Yes, I'm sorry, because okay. it, I, I have to take the picture on my phone All right. and, uh, you know, send it in. If you look at the photo, and I'm going to put this on the Basement Booker's Facebook page also. Maybe you guys disagree, whatever. Maybe I'm alone, but that was just my opinion. It's just how I feel about it. Let me know what you think about it. Oh, it looks like uh, you got intense Drew McIntyre walking with purpose. He's he's gonna he's gonna kick someone's head off, right? Yeah. Ke- Ke- Kevin Owens. He's. I mean, looks. I mean, I can't quite see his eyes in this picture, but maybe he. I maybe he's a little confused, but maybe he's just you know he, he's confused as to whose ass he's gonna kick harder, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you got uh, you got Smiley Johnny. Yeah. Uh, would my there. description like like fit? Do you think? Yeah. Thank you. That's all I wanted. I I, I you know <laughs> mm-hmm. that's all. I like I said I'm not a hater. I like the guy. I'm just saying in that presentation and was the word that Vince would say uh, uh perception. Mm-hmm. Perception is reality, and that's a prime example of it. Mm, indeed. So, yep. so I get it. Like, but thank you. Like, for me, the main like, the main, I think the main event could have been longer. Uh, uh yeah. Well, I think it was good because it, it you wanted more, right? Yeah. There you go. Also, another clue to that is the fact that the claymore happened off camera. They were looking like the the main camera was showing the outside the ring stuff at the time the claymore happened. They had to replay the claymore. Mm-hmm. To see it. Oh. Which is odd. So my guess is they were a little pressed for time. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the new regime, there's a learning curve. They're still learning. They will get better at that. Can't quite fault them because this kind of thing happens, as I understand it, not being in the wrestling business. <laughs> what with us being marks with a podcast and all? A little bit. Uh, Shotzi's got the tank back, though. That was cool. And it shoots pyro now. Yeah, it didn't didn't work out too good for her though. No. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, um, she, you know, she got a match with Bailey. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to mention briefly before we forget, there's a very special announcement that Rich Deriz is going to get to make today. Rich Deriz, it is time for you to reveal the name. And I've already told you it. It may have looked like it was an example, but it's not an example. Who are the Basement Booker's World Television Tag Team Champions? Oh, based on what I've heard from you so far, I feel like it's got to be Alpha Academy. That's right, Rich Deriz. Alpha Academy is the inaugural 
basement bookers, world television champions. The intensity from these guys are included in this. Them with theory is like what a combination. These all three of these guys are incredible wrestlers. And like Alpha Academy is one hundred percent way better than heavy machinery could ever have been. This Otis is the shit. Like he's terrifying. Like mm-hmm. this like the, the way those guys throw down, it's like this is gonna happen a lot. And I don't know, man. It's I'm excited about it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's a good shit. Like we we know that Gable can throw down, right? We know that Gable has the wrestling acumen. Yeah, because um, I'm sitting there. It's like, dude, you have Kurt Angle. You have a. You basically have what if Kurt Angle tagged with Vader, but yeah. Vader was like a top tier, like way even more. This guy moves even more than him. You know what I he mean? He has the amateur wrestling background. Yes, like the next, like like how we were talking about um, uh, Solo. How he's like the next evolution, like that's the next evolution of a Vader type is Otis. You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is, and those two together, it's like holy shit. Yep. So that that well deserved. And as you said, these are your words here. Better than heavy machinery everywhere. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and just just a reminder for you and for the book of verse, in case you had never heard, Tucker was always a charisma vacuum. Yeah. Was he released? I don't even know. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but no, that yeah, we're not. We don't want that, but that's what happened. Best like I know, sometimes we just say shit so disrespectful. You got to catch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we forget we're being recorded sometimes because we just try to keep it that real. Yeah, it's rated off for realness, man. Yep, I don't know. Exactly. I can't always best react. Best of luck if... in your future endeavors and uh, get better before you come back on my TV. Thank you. I'm sure everything's fine. Uh. <laughs> right. Speak, speaking of getting better before you get back on my TV, before we even start talking about Dynamite and everything. Sure. Juice Robinson. Yes. Yeah, he's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm into it now. Like, I get it. I All right. It. I, I just, I just want one thing. Yeah. I know everybody's clamoring for this. I know everybody wants Orange Cassidy versus Juice Robinson. Just so you can get orange juice. Stop being an idiot. Or the tag team, which was what I had suggested. Don't be a moron. Also, all right. What you want (laughs) is them to tease this forever, (laughs) and it never happens until that one day that it does, and it's phenomenal. Just tease it forever. I know you can't resist just blowing your load, which is why you run out of shit to do. You just want to throw everything and do it, but just save this. As long as you can, as long as you got access to the guy. Don't just I, do that so you can just have A, the tag team of Orange Juice or Orange versus Juice. Mm-hmm. Please. Imagine. Or Orange X Juice. For the love of Excalibur. Said. For the love of Excalibur. Please spare this man. Orange to the corner. Juice with the orange. Juice Plex. Orange. He's going he's gonna to lose his mind. He's really going to lose the it. Orange peel. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Just just you know, for the love of Excalibur, like the dude's short circuiting, doing promos already. Like, relax. Listen, it's it's a lot, and yeah, it's a lot. They expect a lot from him, but you know, I like him better than Corey Graves, mm-hmm. who's looking more insufferable. No, you got a leather jacket on. 
Oh, you you mad at Vince? Did Vince not let you wear a cool little leather jacket, Corey Graves? You look like a greaser from the 50s. You pay a lot more attention than I do. Or... Because I had that still shot of the sign of the dude for the white rabbit thing. Which and I completely didn't cool. even see. And also, to, to this exact same point, you uninstalled Supercard, so there you go. I did. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, right. uh, I have other games on my phone. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I quit Supercard is because I have other games on my phone that I'm more interested in. I'm trying to save time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. I think it's important for everybody to like try to budget their time because you don't know you don't get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So. so speaking of budgeting time and dynamite. Yeah, uh, this almost three hour episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. That's yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, Jr. said this week, uh, and this this will be really quick, that apparently Alex Marvez does a one page uh, list of notes for every match that is scheduled for the shows and Jesus. gives it to the to the commentators respect right that's a i i that's that's really nice that's really cool i thought i think mm-hmm. that's i dig that yeah so jr says quote you you got to have the data in front of you he does it like i said on one sheet it's easy to manage and it's easy to study you might not use everything that he provides you because it's just too much sometimes but it's all valuable there's no bad information alex works very hard getting that done so shout out to alex marvez for doing that like we know I'm not a fan of his on screen, but if he if he's valuable like this off screen, then good shit. I have a lot of respect. You know what? You get a rose, bro. It basement Booker's rose. That's really cool, man. Anytime somebody goes above and beyond and does something like that, I think it's important to recognize that. And I think that AEW should recognize that too. Open yeah, to that, everybody. That's good shit. Like maybe make that like an official role that they play that they pay him for. Like have have him be the official commentary researcher. I think more people should know what everyone does to contribute to a show. Mm-hmm. Like we're at the point where it's like you can do this anytime. Like yeah, like if we if we know that the young fucks are EVPs, right? Yeah. Why don't we know? Like why isn't it publicized that Marvez is you know getting all the, all this knowledge together for them? Yep. All right. you, sometimes you forget the little people. All right. Anyway. Moving on. That's from really that, cool. I, I guess Jericho thinks of Daniel Garcia as quote, one of the quote-unquote little people because he gave him a bucket hat. I didn't, by the way, I didn't know before then that that's what that kind of hat was called. I always called it like a like a little like a sailor, like a, a fishing cap. I I I when I see that hat, I think of LL Cool J for some reason. Right. I think he would wear a hat like that. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I, that segment I couldn't get through. I stopped watching Dynamite. I had to watch it the next day. I do have a green note here. That whole, I hated that segment, man. All right. Like, I, I love, I, I do gotta say, mm-hmm. personality wise, that daddy magic guy can eat shit. <laughs> Danny Garcia, like, this dude, I think he's got a bright future. He's not anywhere near there. But this dude, he's I see why Daniel Bryan's paying attention to this kid. And if mm-hmm. they let Daniel Bryan help this kid, I'm telling you, we don't know. We just if, don't if, know. If what anyone the doesn't cat... know who Daniel Bryan is, it's Brandon Anderson. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's it's uncanny. Like I can mm-hmm. I can kind of see it. Like I kind of see it. Not quite there, but he doesn't get like he doesn't stumble really when he's talking. They don't mm-hmm. they don't complicate him there. Like he sounds like a dude that like 
he's into the wrestling part. Like, you know what I mean? Like an old soul for mm-hmm. wrestling kind of yeah. deal. At least that's what I see there. But maybe I get things wrong sometimes. But that's just how I feel about that. I'm trying to take away some positive from that horrendous segment. So I didn't hate the segment. I thought. Because you are a mark for the pizza man. Uh, fuck no. Fuck that guy. Oh, so okay. listen. Um, uh, 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 respectfully. But uh, listen. Respectfully, though. In a way that he would enjoy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In, in his favorite position. Yeah, now, exactly. The thing is. Yes. Like, uh, I thought the segment kind of was just what it was. But the, the reason why I have a red highlight on that part is because there is. It's unrealistic for the Jericho character to give, like, in, in the fancy sort of, like, all right, like, it, it wasn't elaborate, but it was a fancy-looking box to where you thought it would be a really nice gift. Yeah. Now, now maybe it just plays to the sports entertainment aspect of the Jericho Appreciation Society, but I think... There's no really like realistic way that even a heel thinks that that's such a great gift that it would warrant this whole big to do that he did, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on from that, that was basically yeah. like a pizza party with a yeah. shitty gift, mm-hmm. like they're kids. Yeah, and like I could see that. So obviously <laughs> we're setting up for Daniel Garcia on a Daniel Garcia on a pole match, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Custody. So. Well, I think it's leading to Daniel Branderson becoming the ROH champion. Very likely. Mm-hmm. Very, very likely. And They'll carry I think, ROH. I think Danderson was ROH champ before at one point. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Yes, dude. There's a whole thing where, like, CM Punk leaves, Daniel Bryan slides in, and then he's the champ. And that's where it started. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... A little bit of backstory leading into my my green highlight here. Now, I've always said Garcia. Like he this talks, is well documented. Yeah, like he talks like and he looks like the kid that always wanted to be a pro wrestler. And now, like, he's getting to sort of act like a pro wrestler on TV. Mm. For me, that's kind of always what it seems to be. His in-ring work told, always told a different story. But as far as his character work. It always seemed like there, there, there's something missing from it, right? There's like, Hell, I always feel like there's something missing from me. Right. <laughs> so, but I saw something different this week. And you know specifically when I saw something different? Sure. When Daniel Garcia was talking to the crowd, when he was talking directly to the fans, he seemed much, much more natural more believable, more like this person is really talking to me, right? Really talking to the fans here in attendance. I than... think that's a good gift, by the way, just to lead into what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because in comedy, some comedians, they just do the stand-up. But others, they're really good, and their main thing is crowd work. Mm-hmm. So he could work the crowd, like you were saying. Right. So it feels unnatural. Like it, 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 his dialogue feels unnatural when he's talking to another talent. Like what basically when he's just script responding to someone, right? 
But when he's just addressing the crowd, it, it feels more natural. I feel like a lot of performers, it might be reversed. Because like when you're looking at a big mass audience, you know, obviously you're if you're at all prone to even a little bit of stage fright, that's when it's going to hit. But I feel like for him, it's reversed. It's like maybe he's more nervous. Maybe he's more tense when he's like delivering lines to Jericho or Danderson. That's or... what I was going to say. I think it's because if you notice, he has no problem doing it with fucking uh, dickhead magic over there. Mm-hmm. But like a Jericho or these guys are his heroes. Like he grew up watching these people. Like so maybe, that does have an effect on you. So maybe that's it. So, but the way the way he was talking to the crowd, I'm like, all right, I see it. This is this is what I personally have been waiting for. Like I've been wondering why they're shoving Danny Garcia down like down my throat like that because like to me like his in ring work is there, but like all right, even I say Brandon Anderson is not great on the mic, but. Garcia was not as good. Now that I see the way he addresses the crowd, I'm like, okay, this is different. There's, there is something there. If we could tap into that, if he could speak to Jericho and Danderson and other stars as naturally as he speaks to the crowd, we got a star. Hmm. Like that's all he needs to break through. I think for, at least for me, uh, I, I will see. Um, like he's got to put it together. Like you can't abandon the entertainment altogether. Right, of course. You know, it's got to be some something there. Mm. But like I said, you know, Ty, he's going to grow. People grow, especially when they're young people. Yeah, and you know what? I'm here for it. I'm yep. ready to watch this kid's career take sure. off. Sure. What, what, what else we got here before next I make up, the I next have... announcement? The next announcement? We well, have announcement? More announcements? Which there is. We have to announce the Basement Booker's World Television Women's Champion. We do. And it is no other than the most dominant female in all of pro wrestling. The undefeated Jay Cargill is the inaugural Basement Booker versus World Women's ta- Regular Champion. You know what I mean. TV. Too many words. Television Champion. Now, she I have not allowed to shit on anybody saying titles wrong ever again. <laughs> now, she has the TBS championship, so... That's that right. She doesn't qualify. Right. Well, she would have been, guys. So that's right. an example. But uh, I have to go back. This, because is, this is what I, it would sound like. I This is what it would sound like, guys. So, like, it's not my fault. You see, I wanted to give it to her. Mm-hmm. But I can't because she... The first rule is that she has a belt. The rule that I fucking made. So, this is a show that I am not infallible. That your basement champ is a regular man, just like you. That I, too, put my pants on one leg at a time. I put my pa- my pants on both legs at a time because I, I, I sit and pull them on. But also, I have an advantage because my legs are short. But aside from that, I, I want to say... God damn it. <laughs> I want to say... Yes. It's you know it's fair for you to want to give her the title because this doesn't think, make any sense. I think she she is the best booked female on wrestling TV right now in AEW and WWE. Period. Yes, and here's another thing, guys. I know what you're thinking. Maybe you're overhearing me, and you're like, Jerry, 
what are you talking about here? Why is it Becky Lynch, the inaugural world television women's champion? And the answer is she's not in action. She's inactive. She hasn't done anything since she's been hurt. Correct. So I, that is why. And this championship is all about what have you done for me lately? Yes. And now, like, you could look at all these all these many people that could qualify for this. Look at Mandy Rose, but she's got a belt. You see, this is why the television, the basement book of television championship means something. It because it's hard to give. Mm-hmm. You know, we we it's it's we take pride in this just made up thing we did. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I apologize for that segue. Uh, let's carry on then. I'm gonna leave that in, by the way. I'm not taking Perfect. that out. <laughs> just the show. Is- so this actually is a perfect segue. I'll, I'll, I'll skip over a green highlight I have. This is a perfect segue to my first red highlight of Dynamite. Do Thank I God. More even? I don't have any more. So my only red highlight Thanks of Dynamite. Thanks for bailing me out. <laughs> Very welcome. So we, we had Soraya, and we know it's we now know it's pronounced Soraya, like only because like I had never heard it before. Yes, so and I, always, I posted it to the page, guys, so we all can it. practice. I saw that. It was perfect. So like... I always said Soraya just because I'm like, oh, it must be Soraya because that's how you, know, you it say it. Better than Soraya, but no, from her own mouth, it's Soraya. So it's a little more regal. Now, for me, the like the segments start, started out okay, and then it just got less okay, and it got less okay in particular when she called out the women's division, and we had four women come out. Now, if you call out an entire division, why do only four people come out? I don't know, but. Here's what happened. The four women that came out are the interim women's champ, Tony Storm. Okay, great, cool. We respect her. We acknowledge her. She's great. Athena, all right. She, you know, kind of maybe like a, a little bit better than a 50-50 record in AEW. Okay, respectable, right? Madison Rain, who's been there for a cup of coffee. Oh, shit. I was about to say a cup of coffee, dog. There you go, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, speaking of a cup of coffee... Not well. Like if you, if you say if you can dip a donut in a cup of coffee, but then if donut sort of like equates to a form of cake, sky blue. Big fan, big fan. But again, what like what have you done? Mm-hmm. And this is the the women's division that you call out and and like. Oh, and Willow. Sorry, I forgot Willow. Tony, Venus, Sky, Madison. What, five. Five? I thought it was four. Whatever. So the five of them come out, Will and Willow Nightingale, who, again, cup of coffee, and her gimmick is not my thing. I don't even know what it is. Is she right. just nice girl? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. That's and nice. She, she didn't even skip to the ring this time, which is like her thing. You you got to do your thing. Otherwise, what the hell, man? People yeah. come to see you do your thing. So now... We started out at a level of average, and we got kind of got ticked down a little bit because, you know, all right, what what's this coming out? You know, that's it's like the job squad here, to use your words. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's exactly what Richard is correct. That was my interpretation. Yes. And my other thing was, I, I, let me let you finish, because you might actually say it before I even go ahead. Right. So, so Soraya says she's going to reintroduce everyone to us. She reintroduces us to Tony, you know. And she calls her the best champ AEW has seen. How is that not a red highlight? Yeah, it's like, I guess you don't watch a lot of AEW, do you? Yeah, does she not know Jade at all? Yeah, it's like, you know, Tony Storm is great. 
I like Tony Storm. We all know it's well documented. But, you know, at the same time, um, she said, Paige said, and I quote, first of all, when she came out, she was like, how this is her house. Right. I mean, if you're the women's champion, shouldn't it really be your house? I think so. Right. Especially since as women's champ, presumably you're clear to wrestle. But, you know, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, yeah, let's let's uh. Let, let's 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 slow it down here because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, you know, what kind of what kind of uh, it's like a speculation uh, uh, sort of deal right here. I don't have anything concrete. And right now I'm killing time to scroll to my notes when I was talking to you about this mm-hmm. because we talk so much. A lot. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. All right. So, by the way, I do call you. I do call you my other wife to my wife. That's awesome. <laughs> um. Hang on a second. Sorry, everybody. I should really keep track of all these notes because it is ridiculous. It's like, what? Why do you have so many notes? But basically, like that, Pate, that that Tony Storm is like, this is her like peak. Like this is the best she's ever been. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, if this is the best she's ever been, why is this your house? Mm-hmm. This is weird to me. Like, I just thought, like, I'm a fan because, look, I've met Paige. We're close friends. There's a photo of us together. You know, I don't like to show off. I don't like to brag. It's a pinned tweet at Basement Chair. You can see it right there. We're very close friends, all of us, Sonia, Mandy, and Paige. Um, And, uh, you know, there was one more person there, and I'm going to feel bad, but, um, you know, she was there, too. Um, She used to work there. Um, What's that girl's name? Um, damn it, they let her go. She used to like interview people backstage and stuff like that. Anyway, we'll all miss her. Thoughts and prayers. Um, so anyway, I I don't think that that was like carefully thought of. Oh yeah, Kathy Kelly. So they should have said that she's gonna be the change like after she does something, because like then what if she doesn't do anything? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to be the revolution when there isn't one. Right. So, like, no one's dismissing the, the accomplishments, the, the contributions you made in WWE. Mm-hmm. No one. That's all. All right. Also, so Soraya started the promo. Talking I thought about it was Soraya. Soraya. Damn it, I did it. It's okay. You <laughs> called her Paige. It's not even her name anymore. Don't be always... dead name in her. Oh shit, dude! Don't say that. People get canceled for that. <laughs> don't cancel. Hopefully, us. they get the context. <laughs> don't cancel that basement chair. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Soraya, damn it, Soraya, uh, started even started out the promo saying it's nice to have a a boss that finally listens to you. It's like, all right, so you're firing a shot. You still weren't on WWE TV for like two years, so. Well, she said, like, she wasn't salty, that she liked her time there and whatever. So, not to get think too much into it. Yeah. Anyway, so... Is it... Wait, hold on a second, guys. Is it AEW if no one takes at least one shot? I guess not. All right. Continue. (laughs) So, saving the segment, thankfully. Britt, Rebel, and Jamie Hayter, and Penelope Ford. uh, That's odd, but okay. 
uh, they all come out, and Britt says, "Until until Saray earns some respect, there all she is is a catchphrase." But then, but the, Britt's name rhymes with shit. Yeah, like I didn't even see where Saray was going with that when she started saying that. Yeah, it was kind of, like I think I got what you were saying because you were mm-hmm. like, maybe she's trying stand up or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just, that bit was like, she was like, yeah, please laugh. Yeah, I said it. I said the word. I said shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah, so, almost 40. This does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just them coming out, well, already the segment improved. Even though it was Britain Crew and Penelope Ford, which again, Penelope Ford kind of like, what have you really done lately? Like you just came back from, I mean, maybe presumably injury. I don't know why you were out for so long. It must have been a "Don't you forget about me," you know? <laughs> I guess so. Um, also, she's doing this new gimmick where she has like a lot of pink eyeshadow, like all over her eyes and below, or whatever. All right. Is it like how her um, husband has his hair all weird? Isn't a she the little maybe? I don't know. And yeah, she was the one married to Kip Sabian. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so already the segment got better just by them coming out. And then is my green highlight, which is when Britt says she's the face of the company and literally put her blood, sweat, and tears into the company. She put her neck on on the line, and unlike Soraya's, hers is strong enough to handle it. So, I mean, oh, we all saw it coming. But... Maybe it's just comparatively, <laughs> yeah. As like all of that was like the best part of the segment. Yeah, I can see how one would make that argument. It's not. It's actually kind of difficult to like argue against. Yeah. But like when when the only thing that you think puts you over is that you got blood on your face, I think we need to have a talk. It's yeah. It's like her thing now. I get it, but like it's kind of lame because mm-hmm. that's just like oh you suck. Because you're getting hurt. You're not supposed to. Yeah. (laughs) The whole point is not Mm -hmm. for that not to fucking happen. Yeah. Like, it Mm. happened to Becky by accident, and she made the most of it. It happened to Rip by accident both times, and she made the most of it, too. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell. I can't really tell Britt to be more careful. Somebody's fucking up, you know. And it's like, and you got, listen, let me ask you something. Do you think Paige, oh, sorry, Soraya mm-hmm. cringed when Tony Storm did that avalanche pile driver? Yes. On um, the the the, the uh, professor of professional wrestling herself. Yes. Jesus Christ, man! I I did. I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was good that it was the finish. Like at least at least it wasn't a kick out. But like that could have went sideways. Exactly. Real yeah, and you quick. know she she hit like a something like a pile driver earlier, regular, and they called it the Storm Zero. So I, I think that's new, the new Storm Zero. So basically, the, that was an Avalanche Storm Zero. Oh, okay. But that's not what Excalibur said it was. I know. And you know. okay, I'm just saying I'm going by the continuity of the show, what the announcer called it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Corey Graves yelling about Scorpion Deathlocks when they're not Scorpion Deathlocks. Do you remember yeah, that? I do. Last week. Was it last week or this week? I think last it was week. Raw. Whatever the hell. I, did we, the reason we say last week is because we used to him just being on Raw. Mm-hmm. But no, Rich, he is on SmackDown as well, which is in the same week as Raw. Hashtag we want Pat. 
Yeah. We, we, we all want good for our buddy, but we selfishly miss him. Yeah. All right, moving right along. Moving moving along. So, um, Soraya then says that, like, she, she talked to Tony Khan, and Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb is going to be a lumberjack match. And Britt's basically like, uh okay you talk to tony khan now like what <laughs> whatever we all talk to tony khan <laughs> we should start adding him I you think, think he'll, he'll respond. respond i think he'll respond you know yeah well listen you can't sell you can't sell say you've got cocaine and not have cocaine rich right so i'd right. be careful <laughs> i know all right, uh, so the highlight that I skipped over was the entire Juice Robinson versus John Moxley match. Oh. So I saw a lot of stuff out of Juice Robinson that I certainly did not see when he was C.J. Parker. So yeah, he, he, he yeah, he's legit. He's clearly reinvented himself, and it for me, this works. It was a good strategy, too, that he had. Yeah, attack him before the match. It was great. Yeah, and it shows he fucking hates him. Uh, I do appreciate that he didn't win mm-hmm. because the predictable thing would be for him to win. You know? Yep. And then post-match, um, Hangman came out, got in Moxie's face. A little too into Moxie's face. You know what I'm saying? Eh, you know. Bro, he was going to kiss him. Mox has done that before. So yeah, well. like I said, Moxie was the aggressor here. I, and I think it's smart. I think he's, he's like, I'm willing to go as far as it takes, bro. You're mm-hmm. backing down. I'm not backing down. I'll then kiss Jim, a man. I don't care. I'll yeah. kiss you. I don't give a shit. So b- b- <laughs> b- before things get X-rated, uh, yeah. MJF interrupts, telling them from his, uh, wow. his skybox or whatever, tells him to settle down because they're fighting to lose to him because uh, he can cash in his ship at any time and take the title. Yuta appears behind him, and they brawl briefly and fall into some guy's seat, and that's pretty much all that happens until Yuta gets pulled off. Uh, but it was good. Yeah, thank God. Thank God they didn't put him in another talking segment with MJF. Yes. Remember that analogy I made last week about putting a puppy in the ring with a pit bull? Yeah, that's yep. what happens verbally. Mm-hmm. When you put Wheeler Yuta in there, Wheeler Yuta... Would you put Wheeler Uter in there <laughs> against my boy, MJF? Mm-hmm. He'd bury you when you know it. Mm-hmm. What he says. Anyway. That's right. Yeah. Show you right. Show you right. Last highlight of the evening, Jericho versus Bandito. Very, very good match. Yeah, that's never, fine. I had never seen Bandito before. The, I think it was Excalibur uh, said that uh, a lot of people compare Bandito to like a young Eddie Guerrero. So you know I, I was watching closely. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite see quote unquote young Eddie Guerrero, but I saw the similar blend of like Matt work and high flying that Eddie had. All right. People are going to get mad. Okay. But I, I don't like the the whole the I, like uh, he could wrestle but like i don't like the look like it, he just looks like a local guy like with a mask thing mm-hmm. you know like it's not like his record speaks for itself but the presentation isn't there 
Mm-hmm. Like, he could just be another guy. Like, I need someone to tell me about him. You know? I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did so, have a vignette. Yeah, but it's like, it's, you know, you mm-hmm. could have made that vignette about. Remember when Johnny Gargano had it like, I forgot who it was, but there was somebody that was challenging all the great champions of the world. And Johnny Gargano was like this weird champion from this European country or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. And like. Was it Sheamus? Baby was Sheamus. Yeah, he's like an international champion. He's just beating mm-hmm. them all up and whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like like a that guy, you know, like mm-hmm. you could have made a video for like a that guy. I'm like, whatever, yeah. you know, and yeah, people are like, oh, this guy, Jerry he sucks, man. It's like, all right, fine. But I just that's just my opinion. I think he wrestled the fucking I think he could wrestle. I think he's fucking good at that shit. But, you know, presentation wise, like, all right, cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say here, I don't have any highlights or lowlights from Rampage. I kind of thought it was all, you know. Just yeah, I didn't even want to talk about it, so good. So anything else you got for AEW? Um, no, not that I can think about it. I got to say, um, it does. Uh, I did mention this to you. It's like uh, all the stuff, the CM Punk thing and all of that, like. I don't know. It just doesn't. AEW feels different right now. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it just doesn't feel the same as it did before. Uh, I feel the mystique has been shattered. All the Um, EVPs suspended. uh, Not just that, but, you know, CM Punk, you know, he really disrespected Tony Khan, like, indirectly. Mm -hmm. He made him look like a chump. Directly, he made him look like a chump. Yeah, he. I think. Yeah. Punk said, I'm trying to run a company here. And the actual owner and is boss right there, is right. right there. Yeah. And like in some cultures, that shit don't fly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that, that's really that's all uh, in, in Japan. That gets you fucking taken out by the Yakuza. Yeah. The E's been keeping it real. Um, I got to say the Triple H era. Every, it, everything's great. You Airport. know, I, I, yeah, rare, 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 rare to complain about it. Uh, this has been a supersized episode of the podcast. Um, if you're keeping track, the women's titles are still vacant. Um, that requires a lot more thought and more time. We take this very seriously. Um, so we need women to step up to Jade's level and Mandy's level. Yes. Yeah, we do. So before Rich Deriz gives you the way to do this, I thought for this week would be interesting is we can do, uh, preferably basementbookers at Gmail to get. If you know, because it could be as long as you want with the subject line, uh, world television, either basement, do basement bookers, women's world television champion, who would you, who you think should have it. And the same for the basement bookers, world television, women's tag team titles, like who right. you would want. OK. And uh, who you think it should be, the following criteria. Remember, I gave the example that I, too, screwed up. They cannot currently hold a championship. Okay, that's 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 number one. And uh, number two, it could be from any, you know, you know, but they, it has to be earned. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an MVP type thing. And uh, Rich is going to give you all the socials. So hopefully we get some cool ones. We can... The why, you know, whatever. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know who you should be the first, the inaugural uh, basement 
Booker's Women's te- World Television Champion. <laughs> Let us know why, right? All right. Um, and let, if you disagree, first of all, don't disagree with Sami Zayn. If you happen to disagree with our pick of Sami Zayn or of – I'm scrolling. I'm sorry. I have a terrible memory. Or of uh, Alpha Academy. If you happen to disagree with either of them, let, let us know who, who you think deserves it and why. And we're not changing it. So <laughs> – but we'd right. like to know. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll probably read your thoughts on air. All right. Yeah, this so isn't basically... like Vince. We're not gonna change championships because you fucking want it. <laughs> right. This is, this is no Yeslemania here. These are opinions. <laughs> exactly. Uh, basementbookers at gmail dot com. We're of course on the Twitter at basementbookers at basementjer at Ritzeriz. We got the Facebook page basementbookers, Instagram basementbookerspod, and as far as where to find this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And just got a parting message. I got two parting messages. The first parting message two. is this episode is supersized, and the fact that you listened to all of it and got this far from the bottom of my heart. And uh, I'm assuming riches. Thanks, because you could have been doing literally anything else, and the production value here is just not there. You don't have to lie to us. <laughs> but really, thank you. On um, secondly, the match of life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the Booker.